have to get in trouble at some point. I'm, I'm pretty polarizing. Like is that, that like so. the story of your life is I'm getting in trouble? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not naughty. I'm not a naughty boy. You know, I'm a good boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I am. All right. So this is podcast number 12. And I'm here with Carmen. Hi. Hi. Um, a few people asked me to make sure to get Carmen on the show. <laughs> a few of your, your friends and my friends, mutual, yep. from back in the day. Yeah. I'm curious as to why you think why. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, I guess I've always been more opinionated and I guess I don't really fit. No filter. Yeah, I have no filter and I guess I don't really fit the stereotypical, you know, girly girl kind of thing. I like spending hours playing games. That's why when you said in Jono's podcast, you know, girls don't get obsessive. I'm like, I just clocked 80 hours yeah. in Assassin's Creed in three, in three weeks. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I've always just been like that. I've always been into cars. I've always been, you know, into stuff that is generally more... Tomboy-ish. Yeah. Well, that's what people yeah. used to call it. I don't think even people use the term tomboy anymore in Not society. Really. yeah. Like, I haven't heard anyone call anyone a tomboy in a while. Yeah, not really. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, and I guess because I have no filter. Yep. <laughs> I, I did a little bit of research. I'm not, I'm not meant to. Like, to myself, I'm yeah. kind of like, well, if I'm going to have someone on the podcast, yeah. I'm not going to bother digging up some dirt. Yeah. Because I kind of feel like, yes, in the perfect world, you would. Yep. You would do your research, make, sh make sure that your guest is, you have the right questions, yep. and if they say something, oh, yeah, I know about when you said that yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But I kind of like going in blind, yep. especially with Jono um, and even with Alan. Like, we, we don't see each other very often, and all of a sudden we do see each other for a lot, yep. and then not again. So it's not like I dug up some research about him. But with you... Well, you've known me for years. You've known me for what, 11 years now, since I was 17. Well, th that, that's what I dug up. So <laughs> oh, God. I, I'm going to close this screen because probably casting like blue light yeah. on my face, right? But um, I dug up a thread oh, God. on JDM Star Tuning Forums from uh, end of 2007. Oh, God. So when I, I would have been 17, yeah. 2007. Right, okay, a long time ago. Um, you've introduced yourself, 17, usually around Eastwood. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's where all the cool Asian kids hang, come on. And, I'm, <laughs> and, um, and if you're not in Eastwood, you're like, you're in your bed, or you're yep. just driving around. Yep. Um, and you've instantly probably uh, hit, the, hit the right mark with the boys, because you've talked about Galston and Mooney, uh, Mooney Mooney, so driving. Yep. You didn't have a Japanese car at the time. Nope. And you even mentioned that you don't. You had a yellow Mini Cooper. Yeah, that lasted two months before it had an argument with a wall. So <laughs> let's, not, let's not go there. That and, was a very and, and you, and you wrote about life. your interests. You said yeah. you're into cars, photography, dancing, clubbing, and addicted to Starbucks. Still like Starbucks. And you know... You were probably like one of the first girls on there because you got. I can see now you got a billion pages on this thread. Like I can't. I, let me go to the last page. Um, I think it got locked. Ah, uh, nine pages. No, no, that was the other thread. So that was the other thread I found. Okay. Oh God, can we so not? yeah, <laughs> can, can we, we please? Can we please? Because this is the first time I've ever said anything to you. Yeah. In my life, I think okay. It's the only time you've ever really said anything to me. No, I met you at. Um, I've met you soon after at uh, 
Eastern Creek with Alan, yeah. which we'll get to in a second. Oh Not yeah. Alan with an I, yeah. another Alan. But um, we'll get to that. I can't wait. Um, it was another thread. So it was at the very end of uh, 2007 mm. where you, you, put the, you laid down the situation first. Yep. Where you you did a photo shoot in yeah. Eastwood car park. Yeah. Uh, I remembered it as you being dressed up as a schoolgirl, but no. I think maybe I was confusing that with other shots that you've taken. Yeah, I think on so. your Instagram yeah. or whatever it was, yeah. right? Um, and you were always doing like these cutesy pouted lips, and you know yeah. when when young girls put on a yeah, face yeah, yeah. because they haven't found their face yet, like yeah. they haven't found their comfort zone, yeah. so they put on this wild face. You always did that. Yeah. Um, but you did a you did a photo shoot in Eastwood. Yeah. Like I just remember it being really dark, yeah. dirty car park. Yeah. Not the nicest cars. Yeah. And you guys like on a bonnet of a car or something. Yeah. I just went, oh my god! Like, <laughs> so this is my first negative. <laughs> this is my first uh, ever reaching out and saying something to you. And I feel like a prick for saying this, but I'm like, damn, guys, come on. They are some very bad quality photos. If you're going to do it and post them up here, at least get a good camera and a good photographer. Just my opinion. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God, that is so me. Like, I haven't changed. Hey, you know what? But if that was now, I would be the one posting that same thing. Right? Yeah. I mean, when you're young, you're young. Yeah. Right? And, And it's like... But when you're young and you hear feedback like that, the first thing you're going to react is like, fuck yeah. you. Because you've got so yeah. much attitude when you're young, right? Oh, yeah, you're unstoppable. So, uh, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so, amazingly, this thread goes on. You remember Shiri? Mm. Shiri hammers you in this. Because yeah. I, I couldn't stop reading it. And he was like, oh, so this is what JDMST has become. Yeah. But, and then, like, he gets hammered. Yeah. But then he starts fighting back with people. Yeah. And this is when I realise this is why I'm not on forums anymore. Yeah. I mean... Even um, even YouTube is cutting out hate speech. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to mention names, but one of our podcasts, one of the podcasts that I just did, got a really hate speech comment where mm. someone was paying out how some one of my guests looked. Okay. And this is not on because there was nothing constructive in it. Yeah, yeah. Whatsoever. Yeah. And I saw the notification, but instead of... Like, I saw the notification and I had... Um, the, 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 the channel set up so that all comments go live. But then I went to the video and the comment's not there. And I was really upset because I'm kind of like of the mindset that if I wrote something on somebody else's video and they decided not to publish it, yeah. I'd be pissed off. Yeah. Because I'm like, hey, I took the time to write it. Yeah, Hate yeah. or not, yeah. it's still my opinion. Yeah. But I don't think I would write something so hateful yeah. about the way someone looked. Mm. But I still thought that... Um, by doing these podcasts, that's the kind of thing I'm trying to change. Yep. Those guys that are so close-minded, or maybe they're just young, yep. and one day you know they're going to grow up and they're yep. not going to say things like that. Yep. But then it gives me a, a, an opportunity to reply. Yep. So that's more what I was looking at, letting those negative, hateful things go. Mm. But then I thought, right, and I talked to Alan about it too, and I thought, yeah... Like, when I get hateful comments, even I have a hard time with them. Mm. I lose a bit of sleep, mm. and I get, you know, if I think about it, I get really angry, mm. um, and let alone one of my guests. Yeah. And so I think I have almost a duty to yep. protect my guests yep. to a degree. Um, and so I decided to hunt him down. 
Oh, of course she did. And uh, <laughs> sent him a message, and instead of really angry, I just went, mate, I didn't delete your comment. Maybe you did, but if it wasn't you, it was definitely YouTube because yeah. it was against their um, hate speech guidelines. Yeah. Um, and I just said to him, look, at this stage, I'm just happy to take good feedback and negative, so thanks for leaving a comment. Yeah. Uh, and that's the first time that I've ever stepped up and not decided to go, let's beef on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So... I don't know. I still, I'm still 50-50 about whether I want to publish these comments or not. And obviously, if it's so bad, I think hate uh, YouTube cuts it out anyway. Yeah. Instantly. Um, I think you should if it's like if it's constructive feedback or negative feedback necessarily that goes towards this podcast itself or how you're formatting it versus if they're just attacking someone for the way they look is very different. Yeah. So which, is which is, like, also embarrassing to them, though. Yeah. Like, if you had a really big channel and someone says something like that, then you could really pile it on them. Yeah. And I like bullying bullies. Yeah. It's actually something that I... I don't know. I, I, oh, shit. I have no uh, wine glass. I'm literally going to leave the podcast for a second. <laughs> and come back. Important business. Yeah. All right. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, the bullying thing, because... I've, I've been on the bullying side as well, where I've mm. bullied people. Mm. I mean, you can even consider that post that I first... I mean, I never even met you, and yeah. I was already pretty black and white. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of... It could be seen as bullying. I think if you take it the wrong way, then yeah. I don't think I did. I don't think I replied to you. I don't think you replied to anyone hateful. And no. I think as a 17-year-old, that's probably... C- would be considered pretty fucking amazing these days. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, it's amazing how many people want to biff on to the point where they'll go further and get their mates together and report a post of yours yeah, so you yeah. get banned. I mean, it's yeah. like, that's how nasty it is now. Yeah. You know, I, I know on Australia Day, I, I commented, uh, a few people said, what the fuck's going on? Zen Garage used to be cool. Now, what's this flooding yeah, yeah. and shit? And I commented, like, fiercely. Yeah. And that's probably exactly what got me banned. Yeah. Not the fact that the photos were up. It's because I had a go at people for yeah. having a go at me. Yeah. Um... Maybe sometimes I should just shut up, but mm. I like to fight back. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so um, after, I don't know, I've lost track of after. Oh, let's talk about Alan because, oh okay, so, so, so Carmen was on this forum and there was also at the same time this guy on the forum who was one of the louder ones, scathing, uh, Alan. Um, we should just we should always have just called him scathing on this <laughs> podcast, actually. Um, and Alan's one of those guys that, he speaks at a million miles an hour. Yep. He is very technical and theoretically based. Mm. And he'll argue everyone in every thread mm. with technical mumbo jumbo. Like, I just remember someone would write something and then his replies would literally be a page long. Yep. And then they would reply a few lines and then his next reply would also be... Yep. And... He polarised yep. because of that. Yep. It's like he just... You almost couldn't argue with someone that keeps writing essays. Yeah. And Be- after a while, you just gave up reading them. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I... I uh, he's an interesting guy, right, uh, for so many reasons. But my biggest memories of him was when I was with my ex fiance mm. And I know he was... You guys broke up and I know he was crushed. Like, yeah. I know that he was. But then he started hitting on my fiance. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, who is this guy? Yeah. And it was so obvious as well, like mm. in front of me. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, 
dude, like, you want to yeah. smack in the head yeah. or what? And I'm not that kind of guy. I yeah. don't want to smack people in the head. I'll smack them with words, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but, like, at that time, I had, um, I had, I still know him, but, like, he's this Vietnamese gangster. Yeah. And him and my fiancé invited Alan out, and yeah. he was going to absolutely yeah. deck him. Yeah. And then when he saw how Alan just kept making advances on Christina in front of him, yeah. he was like, this guy really is daft. Like, yeah. I can't even hit him because he's just, he doesn't even know. I like, don't think, yeah. I he, don't it's think harmless, means, but yeah. not. I think, like, because he's always been someone that's been very friendly with females. And I don't know if it's from, like, going to an all-boys school and not having a lot of social interaction with females. But I don't think... He does it on purpose, and I don't think he has necessarily bad intentions behind it. I think he mm. just, when he's extra nice to girls, where it would cross the line into being flirty, I don't think he sees it that way, and that wasn't right. his intention. And that's how I've always seen him. Even when we were together, he was always really nice, like, to other female friends. And it was just always, like, at first it was, you know, obviously we were together, and it was a bit, like, a bit of jealousy. And then after a while, I realised that's just kind of how he is. He doesn't right. see, you know, he doesn't... Didn't have a filter there. Yeah, he doesn't see the social, social cues that it could be inappropriate. Well, he, he took, he invited her out without me okay. to uh, the Nasho, Nasho run mm. and she told me all about it. Yeah. And he's zooming up ahead. Mm. She can't keep up. Yeah. She's trying and then she went sideways and almost killed herself. Yeah. And I'm like, dick. Yeah. Dick. Because if anything had happened, yeah. I'm just, I don't know, maybe he was young too. Yeah, I you think I mean? so. I think so. And at the end of the day, it's not really... I guess you can take it both ways. Yeah, it is, you know, that was a dick move, but at the same time, it's not really, if she's pushed herself further than she thought was, you know, well, they're both kids. then well, it's yeah. both of their faults. It's not really, yeah. you know, his fault for zooming off. If she can't, if he thought that she would be comfortable doing it and she's pushing herself and he doesn't know that, then... Well, considering you know, she's never been out on a twisty road, mm. I think it would have been nicer if I took her first. Yeah. Because I yeah. wouldn't have done that. Mm. But I'm pretty sure he just wanted to show off. That's what I'm getting at. Mm. And anyway, um, no bad feelings towards him mm. because I always saw him as comedic as well. Mm. Like, I've never taken him seriously. Yeah. And I think it's probably best. Yeah. I like, it, like I said, I don't think he's, like, got any bad intentions. Yeah, sometimes online he might, you know, go a bit OTT. Mm. But I don't but there's think... There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think, like, you know, face-to-face, if you ever told him, if you pulled him up on a go, I think it was a bit inappropriate the way you were speaking to my partner at the time oh. I think he would have been really he would have genuinely been I don't think so that's where he comes really? up with an essay that's what I'm saying yeah. that's what I'm saying it's kind of like hey am I talking to a human being or am I talking to something that's just going to ramble at me yeah conversation's a conversation yeah not like I don't know but he, he also did really funny things like mm. like he beached his car at a meet once in front of everyone so there was like uh, we were in Eastwood it was yeah. a, a, a Rhodes car park yeah and um, it was a big meet and it's just come in and we heard this huge, like, like yeah. this big noise. And um, for some reason, he was driving in the very center of both left and right lanes. And there was a huge concrete uh, thing on the ground. Yeah. And he just landed on it and all four wheels were off the ground. All so right. he had to push his car. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but anyway, probably, probably enough of paying him out. I'm sure he's going to reach out to me now. But um, I hope he does, actually, because I haven't heard from him since those days, you know? I don't even remember seeing him at um, Zen Garage or anything. Like, is no. he still in Sydney? I think so. I haven't really, like, because we're all in a, like, on one of the forums, but we all have, like, a WhatsApp group chat, and I know okay. he posts on there, but I don't really speak to him 
Oh, J Type. Yeah. Is he on J Type? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we should talk about J Type too. <laughs> so, so J Type for those listening, um, JMST forums was really built on a handful of contributors that were logging in all day, all night to build the thing. Yeah. Uh, and over time, <laughs> as the forums grew out of control, mm. um, I suppose with any community, the people who were there first feel like, oh, fuck, what's all this new blood coming on? They don't understand. Mm. You know, e even with Australian Infront, with our forums, right, some of the best contributors we ever had were so sick of new members coming on and yeah. asking, um, how much should I charge? How do I make it in graphic design? Yeah. Because those questions were asked a billion yeah, times every yeah. year when there's new grads, it gets yeah. asked. And it got to a point where one of my best contributors replied back to a guy, you just got to suck a lot of dick to get out there. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, okay, yeah. now you see where things start to go wrong. Yeah. The, the, you've got a, a, a completely different age gap in there. Yeah. Uh, and it's all like that little bit of history repeating. Yeah. Uh, and the impatience, just it just wears thin at the end and people just lose their shit. Yeah. So I think what happened with uh, JMST was we reached this massive growth and the original members decided that this is not the forum for us anymore. Mm. There's too much shit to wade through. Mm. Let's set up JType mm. being this hidden members-only, invite-only uh, forum. It was really more of just somewhere for all of us because I think back in the day with JDMST, everyone knew everybody. Everyone knew everyone's, you know, families and back history and Correct. all that kind of stuff. So I think it was more just somewhere where everyone could, you know, basically communicate with their friends without it being an open forum where r random people could join and voice their opinion. So it could be more, um, you could share your, your yeah. real life and more openly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was more open. It was more, you know, you can talk about your families and there was, you know, an unwritten code that, you know, everything that gets said on that forum is stays on that forum. So you yep. can open up and ask, you know, honest opinions, especially because there is times where, you know, if something's going on at home, you don't necessarily want to ask your close circle of friends because they all know your partner on a personal level. Correct. So there's some way that you could ask for an honest, honest opinion mm. without it being, you know, without it being completely, you know, judgmental. Like it was a yep. non-judgmental place where you could just be really honest about what was going on and... Yeah. yeah. I, I think, like, I was invited onto J-Types. I'm still on it, mm. but I do feel that it'd be better if I wasn't on it mm. because I was the person who started the forum that got all these guys together in the first place, mm. and I love that. Mm. And, I, and I still get feedback from people that are, like, best friends with each other because they met on the forums. Well, I met my husband on the forum. Right, <laughs> so I'm really proud of that. But having the godfather of that forum on your forum... Yeah probably makes people have a guard up sometimes just mm. to be careful what they say. And I don't mean that. Mm. You know, when people were paying out JDMST or the car scene mm. and I read it, mm. I get upset. Yep. But it's kind of like, you guys should be able to freely talk about anything yep. you want in there. Um, and then I realized another issue that I had with it was it was growing too. Mm. Like in the beginning, I did know everyone yep. in there. But I can tell you right now that I don't know more than half of the people in there. Mm. So if I want to share, like, something, mm. I'm, again, sharing it to people that I have no idea who they are. Mm. So... I found JTAP to be this weird thing where necessarily, like, a lot of the people on there, I knew them by name, I knew them by username, I knew them by, you know, maybe their face. Yep. If I ran into them in the street, I might not even say hi to them, but it was still felt like a safe environment where you could still share everything. 
Yeah, but it only takes one person that That's you don't true. get along with that I really like. If they added some guy that I was already fighting with in real life, mm. I instantly had to stop posting stuff mm. because it was like, oh, damn, mm. you know? Um, and even Shiri and I had a falling out. Like, mm. he had the hots for a girl uh, and it didn't work out. And they never dated. Mm. And then her and I started something and then he was just filthy with me. Mm. But it's kind of like, that is personal. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with the forums, but yeah. it was kind of like the vibes get carried on to mm. the forum. So Yeah, I think JTAP is much more a personal forum than a you know, car enthusiast forum. It was oh, yeah. know, it was definitely 100%. more of a everyone sharing your stories about your personal life and talk about depression, you know, I yeah, see that exactly. or I'm um, buying a house or yeah, all, yeah. all this kind of like real stuff, real yeah. talk. Which I which I love. Mm. But it's like um, again, if you're gonna talk about depression, you kinda wanna hope that you know everyone. Mm. sort of, to a mm. degree. I mean, otherwise you would just call a mate. I guess you have to trust that whoever was deciding who was com coming into the forum... Mike was and making, Mike. Yeah, that they were making the right decisions and not bringing anyone on that may compromise Agreed. the integrity of the And if it all forum. goes bad, at least it was only a small group of people anyway. Exactly. It's not like this huge fucking thing. Yeah, and so. if anything, like a lot of the people that are there, you don't necessarily hang out with them outside of thing and they don't know any of your, your close friends, so it doesn't really matter if they spill the beans because there's only... You know, it might be a bit different for you, for you mm. but, you know, it's like if anything that I post on they got out, it's like, who are you guys going to tell? You don't know any of my really close circle of friends. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think I, I, think I ended up deleting quite a lot because I started the uh, ex-girlfriend thread. Yep. And I kind of like, at some point when there was just too many members or new guys joining on that, you know, I'm just kind of like, well, this is the kind of shit that if it did get out, mm. oh my God. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I, that's when I sort of, I suppose paranoia got the best of me. Yep. Um, it didn't feel safe anymore for me. Yeah. So I do check in from time to time, but um, I know in the Jono podcast, I talked about some of the hate that wasn't directed at me. Yeah. It was directed at the car scene. One yep. particular guy directed it at me. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned that, and, you know, I had a few guys from J-Type reach out and say, I'm sorry for what, but it wasn't them. Yeah, yeah. But they, it was nice to get that yep. feedback from them anyway. Yeah. But, um... You know, it's, like I said, it only takes one person mm. sometimes. Mm. And forums, I mean, I had a guy message me this morning and saying that the traffic on Jadamistic forums, it's like using up so much bandwidth. And he asked like, um, surely you're farming Bitcoin or something like that with this. And I'm like, okay. dude, I haven't logged onto the forum for five years. Yeah. And, it's, he, and he's I like, oh, still going. okay, fair enough then. And I'm kind of like, I still get that. Like yeah. instant negative assumptions yep. and stuff. I'm kind of like, hey, I hadn't thought about that for him in years. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was another life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time ago. Yeah. You know? I think that's a hard thing with like, you know, social media these days and forums and like having such a history there. Mm. It's like someone who doesn't know you can go in and look up your history and it, they find all of this shit that, you know, like the stuff like you found. Imagine someone finds that yeah. and then judges your photos that you took in yeah, when you were exactly. 17, right? And it's just like, well, you, and because people don't really look at it and go, well, they create this persona that in their mind of what they think you're going to be like yeah. based on what you've posted. And you're like, well, that was, you know, I'm a very different person to what I was 10 years ago. 100%. Yeah. I mean, even people change within two years. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or what, yeah. So go, going on from, so after, so after uh, JetMST, J-Type, Alan, mm. and now you're married to a white guy. I am married to a white guy. Who thought, whoever thought that would happen? No, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I, I know growing up, like, how old are you? Oh, you're not meant to ask girls how old they are. 28. Apparently. 
Oh, wow. Nearly everyone I've had on the show has been 28. Oh, really? So weird. I love AIDS too. Um, okay, so you're not a baby anymore. But um, it's interesting. Like when I was growing up in high school in Australia, all the white guys wanted to be black. Yep. And I kind of wanted to be white because I yep. was like copying so much racism. I'm like, my God, my life would be like easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was always inter- interested in blonde hair, blue eyes. For me, it yep. was always like... That will, if I go out with girls that are white, it's going to make me look more Australian. Yeah. You know? And, like, the first girl I ever kissed in my life was my ex-fiance. Yeah, yeah. So, like, before that was this, I don't know, like, you you think people can never change. Yeah. But, my God, you can. Yeah. You know, I meet people now that are like, I'm not into Asian, especially Asian girls. Yeah. I'm not into Asian guys. Yeah. I'm like, you just don't know it yet. Maybe. It's see, interesting. Yeah, see, I'm the opposite. I only dated Asian guys. Right, Until okay. my husband. And I think that was purely because um, growing up, I always wanted someone that... I actually didn't care what race they were, but they needed to speak Cantonese because I have, you know, I wanted them to get parents? along with my parents and my parents don't have necessarily uh, the best I hear, English. I hear a lot of this from girls too, that it's actually a prerequisite. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's how I always viewed it. And then that's when me and Adam started dating. It was a bit like, at the start, we were still like, oh, I don't know. I actually said to him... I don't see you as my boyfriend. This is, you know, right? And you were just being—you were just being honest. Yeah, I was really honest. Like, I don't really see myself actually being with you, like in the long run. And he was like, obviously, it was you that know, must have been hard for him. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, let's just see how it goes. I suppose yeah, you've got to yeah, be yeah. like that, right? And then the funny thing is, now him and my dad get along better than like any of my exes. Like literally if I go if we go over for dinner, like me and my mum will tap out at like ten o'clock. We're like, we're going to bed and the two of them will stay up drinking until like two AM in the morning just talking shit. I love that. And it's just like and that was just completely unexpected to me. I actually think that's one of the biggest things though. Like I think um my ex fiance and her parents and I same deal. Like when they first met me, yeah. I made sure I was wearing the smallest T-shirt I could to show off the, as much tattoos as I could. Yeah. I dyed my hair blonde and I did a huge mohawk. Yeah. And they definitely did not talk to me that night. Yeah. They were like, no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> but you make them laugh. You make them laugh. Yeah. You you talk nervously as much as you can. Yeah. Next thing you know, exactly like you said. Yeah. Um, they would all be off in their bedrooms, but yeah. there would be her mum and I just talking till yep. wee hours. Yep. And that's a thing. Yeah. Like legit a thing. Yep. It's yeah. like a good sign. It is a good sign. I think it was just more, I had this idea that they had to speak Cantonese in order to communicate and it's just like, Red wine works too. <laughs> well, exactly. It's almost like um, we set up these prerequisites which yeah. only make life harder. Yeah. Because they're basically closed-minded. Yeah. And I had this huge thing as well that I was worried that if I dated someone that wasn't Chinese, like, you know, obviously Chinese have very weird habits and, you know... But there's values that are yeah, pretty much the same values. across... Yeah, but there's also values that I think that if you're not Chinese, you just don't understand. Like, you know, the whole you can't speak back, you don't really talk back to your elders, that kind of thing. Like, you know, you don't really... A lot of cultures do, but in Western culture, not necessarily... It's not necessarily... No, no, it's completely different. Yeah. And so I was always worried, what if we have some... I met someone that didn't understand those kind of values? Yeah, if you had a big argument and they actually just went there. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh. I knew it was going to be like that. Yeah. But it's not, hasn't been like that. No, 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 not at all. If anything, it, it has been different. It's just, but at the same time, I think um, Adam's taught me a lot about Western values that I think Chinese could take from, just in terms of, one thing I found, one of our big 
um, not really arguments, but one of our big discussions when we first started dating was I said, oh, it's going to be, you know, it was a problem for me if my parents didn't like you or if my, you know, my family didn't get along with you. And he couldn't, he got really offended and he couldn't really see why. He was just like, but I'm with you, like, and you're with me. Why is that, you know, shouldn't your partner always come first? No. And that was just, yeah, that's the thing. That was right. one of those things that, you know. Because values are values and everyone has different levels of values, yeah. right? Yeah, but now that, now that we've been together, I can see where he's coming from in terms of, you know, if I, for some reason, had a disagreement with his family, mm. I would expect him to stand up for me in the sense that, you know. In I'm, that sense. Yeah, it's like now that, especially now that we're married, it's like, you know, you are like he, I am his family. So it's like, yeah. you know he should be standing up for me. And that's not one thing I didn't understand when we first started dating. He's like, why would you stand up for your parents in front, in front of me? And now I'm like, no, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. If my parents disrespect you, then I would definitely say something to them. Yeah. Makes sense. So. Did you, did you ever think about that? Cause I remember in that sort of era, I know it's still going on now, but there were a whole lot of Asian girls making YouTube clips about, they were so sick of white guys chasing up, after them for the wrong reasons. This mm. whole like kawaii thing and like, yeah. can, you know, can you speak Japanese or they, they would speak Japanese all the time, the yeah. guys, and be like, I'm um, pretty sure English is my first language, so can yeah. you please <laughs> speak to me in fucking English? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of that movement was going on and, you know, being an Asian myself, especially at this age now mm. and having people say that I don't look 40 whatever, yeah. like I know that why not? And I'll go even further and say that if I'm on a dating site or something and I yeah. get matched with women that are 50 plus, yeah. I can't look at them in yeah. any other way except they look like the lady next door yeah. or something like that. Like there's just no, there's just nothing there for me. Yeah. It's just that they look so much older. Yeah. So obviously there's nothing wrong with how Asian girls age. Yeah. It's actually always amazing yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, great skin, good looks, money most of the time, mm. sort of. Mm. Oh, good family values. I mean, there's nothing bad about it. Yeah. So it's kind of like, do you? Well, I don't even know what they call it, but yellow fever or whatever. Yeah. Did you? Did that go through your mind? Um. Yeah, but I kind of knew that. Like, he Adam's never been the type that's been. You know, he has mentioned that he prefers Asian girls, but which is a fine thing which to is say because I can um, I would be the same in saying now I would prefer dating a non-Asian guy you know and I'm totally okay with that but exactly isn't it funny how you almost can't have an opinion that is yeah literally what you're thinking yeah and it's almost like people would shoot you down for saying something like that it's almost yeah. like the white guy's got a really hard time yeah yeah and it's kind of like the general cons my consensus is why the fuck would you not want to go out with an Asian girl yeah to a degree you yeah, know what yeah. I mean so I'm kind of like almost anti all those women who are anti white guys that like Asian girls. Cause I'm yeah. like, makes logical sense to me. Yeah. Well, it makes logic. And in the same way, it makes logical sense to me now that I would never date another Asian guy. Just because you haven't of the explained whole, that. Well, it's the mo mostly the family values thing. It's like, you know, yes, there's the, it would be nice to have someone the same values as me, but it's also nice. I have a lot of friends with, you know, Asian partners mm. where the guys are very much like mummy's boys. Like they grew up not having to do anything. And as a result, they don't know how to stand up for them. Like they That's me. I'm mummy's boy. Yeah. <laughs> like as in, you know, they would never stand up to their mum if like, you know, the mums is something disrespectful. mum comes I, first. Yeah. And I think that would be really hard for me. Cause like now that I've, you know, I was like that before. But now that I've been with Adam and I'm like, I can see where he's saying it. Your partner should always come first because at the end of the day, that's the person you're spending the rest of your life with and you should be sticking up for them no matter what. I mean, I'll go a step further and say, I always come first. 
<laughs> then my partner. Oh, yeah. the, ooh, my partner and my mum. Mm. See, that's the thing. It's mm. you know, I, I couldn't, mm, I could mm, never mm, be mm, with mm, someone mm, that would mm. never stand up for me to their mother. Like that would, because I think especially with girls, like the mother-in-law relationship and girls, like. Mm, this is not Adam's parents. It can be broken, family. like anything. It can be broken, and I think it comes with age. Because yeah. I was in a taxi once with uh, one of my exes, and the taxi driver had the better of me. He thought mm. that my girlfriend was gorgeous when she yeah. stepped in. He was like, "Wow, lucky guy," yeah. like that. Yeah. But he also just didn't like the way I looked. Yeah. I think it was an Italian guy, and my girlfriend was Aussie, yeah. and he gave her compliments. Then he sort of like had a stab at me, and I yeah. didn't. I fell into his trap. Yeah. So he goes. So, boyfriend, boyfriend, who cooks better? Mm. Your mother or your girlfriend? Mm. I went, oh, definitely my mother. Yeah. And he went, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, he got me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, because I was young and, yeah. you know, sometimes you don't know any better because they mm. are your values. Mm. Yeah, so I think just because of that, I'm just like, I could now never be with somebody that wouldn't stand up for me. Yeah. To their parents or their family, or regardless of whoever it is, like for the right reasons. Yeah, for the right reasons. Not not not, not blindly. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But at the same time, I think it's just you know you are a couple. You should be on a united front, regardless. And hundred percent. Like, you know, if you want to have you know disagree behind closed doors, that's totally fine. But you mm. know, they should be supporting you one hundred and ten percent. Not mm. if you know if someone's upset you. If your family is upset, you know, if your family is upset your partner, you should be saying something to your family. You can't it has to be you. It has to be yeah, you. Exactly. You, can't, you can't expect your partner to ever jump in. Exactly. Like, it actually has to be you. Yeah, yeah because, you know, if yeah. if you have a go at your mum, yep. you guys are going to get over it. You're going to patch up and make up. Correct. Like, whereas if your partner has a go with your mum, oh, that's, oh, that's oh. never going to get... Like, it, that relationship it, well, is never going to get repaired. It complicates everything for you, too. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm very much a... I think, yeah, just... Not necessarily, I just think with most of the Asian men, I know they will always put their mothers first, like you said. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of... People in general. I mean, a lot of guys in general. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's one of those things where, for me, um, you go through life and so many people that you thought had your back mm. end up stabbing you in the back. Mm -hmm. But there's one person mm -hmm. on this planet that would never do that. Mm. And that's my mom. Mm. That's probably why I would say. That's the only reason why I respect her. And when she does get upset about certain girlfriends like my mother even took this house off me yeah. one year because yeah. she didn't trust the girl that I was seeing for over a year yeah and and I'm like mom stay the fuck out of my life yeah like I was trying my best to hammer her yeah but um it goes to show she's she can get pretty nasty as well yeah. Do you know what I mean she can get pretty much oh, this is my son I'm looking up this is his investment yeah I, I don't think your mom would ever stab you in the back but I'm saying if your mom makes any sort of inappropriate comments or stabs your partner in the back, you should also have a duty to her to be standing And I always did. Yeah, exactly. And that's right. exactly so it. So, even, yeah. yeah, you can't blindly be mummy's boy, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to grow up at some stage. But it's harder these days. Like, even talking to Alan the other day, like, he's your age yep. and he's still living at home. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you're proof and many people are proof that you can move on and move out and do things like get married and mm. all this kind of stuff. But like from his perspective, he shouts a pretty good case of how really impossible it is. Mm. No, I completely agree. I can see, I have a lot of friends that are like that over 30 and still living at home. Cause over 30 even. So what's the oldest? Uh, see, 40 would be 40. bad. See, 40 would be yeah. bad, right? Like think about it your whole life yeah. at home. 
Yep. You know outside of home is different to living at home. You kn- yep. I know it like black and white. Yeah. You know, like I know that having your undies washed for you is already going to fuck you up in life. Yeah. I think that's the other kind of another problem that I've noticed with, you know, it is a very Asian thing that you don't move out until you get married or you don't move out until you're in a kind of very serious relationship. Right. And a problem with, I think, that I've experienced with my, obviously this is a generalization, is that, you know, I've had partners that have gone from having, being at home with them parents where their parents do absolutely everything to moving in with me and then it's just like they expect you to take on that role because they're used to seeing you know maybe not expect but they just they don't know any different they just correct they just don't know that you know if the washing's done you need to take it out to hang it on the line it's not that they don't they wouldn't if you didn't ask them if you asked them to correct but there's no natural yeah because they've uh, never had to live by themselves and programming there there's no Yeah. yeah so that was yeah that's another part of my you know, I would want, if I was to ever date Ian, let's hope I never do. Um, well, you're married, so yeah. <laughs> it's, meant, it's meant to last forever, whether it's shit or not, you're meant well, to work through it. Yeah. So. Um, so I just think, you know, I would never date somebody that's never lived out of home life. I feel like it's... It's easy to say, and I would say the same thing too, but yeah. it's almost like... I understand it's hard with like Sydney house prices and... Well, I think it's just hard to be in a relationship these days. It's gotten so ridiculous. It's mm. like... Uh, I know once upon a time in high school, you would just date every girl that you met. Mm. You know what I mean? It wasn't an issue. Mm. Whereas now it's kind of like, I feel sorry for the guys because they're trying to pick up in a loud nightclub or whatever and you can't talk in the first place. It's not Mm. a social space. And the girls most likely just go, you're fucking dreaming. You know what I mean? It's like this, this, um, it's almost like, pre-contraception it was like dating was easy but yeah you had to be really careful right Mm. it was like baby roulette right you kind of like shit if i fuck this guy i could get pregnant yeah you know whereas after contraception it gave women such a sexual boost yeah lipstick and you know i mean you could girls were really much more free with their sexual sexuality Mm -hmm. after the pill came out Mm -hmm. um but i think kind of what's happened is almost like this huge feminist movement has mm. now brought it, reeled it all the way back in. Mm. So now it's almost impossible for these guys to pick up chicks. They've got all the tools, mm. Tinder and dating sites mm. and Facebook and phones and SMS. They've got all the tools to communicate. Yep. But they're fucking clueless to the point where they'd rather hang out on my couch and whinge about not yeah. being able to. And it's like, wow, it really <laughs> is that hard. Mm. You know? And then you got so many sweeping statements, like, I would never go out with an Asian guy or whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of like, like Milky even said that on the podcast last year, she said something along the lines of she got a little bit paranoid thinking that my audience were thinking that we were going to get together. And it, it was in her head. And yeah. she said something along the lines of, oh, by the way, everyone, uh, J- Justin's so not my type. Yeah. And I just looked at her straight in the eye and said, yeah. uh, that's a bit of insecurity right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm nobody's fucking type. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Yeah. It's not about types. Yeah. It's like, it's really interesting to this closed mindedness, you know, like on yeah. Tinder, every, every second girl has like, um, he must be open minded. Yeah. Can't be a smoker. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is open minded about that? Yeah. It's almost this weird state where people aren't even thinking about their prerequisites. Yeah. But at the same time, I think. Well, I had prerequisites and Adam ticked none of those boxes and now we're very happily married. See, now that's, that's what I fucking mean. <laughs> yeah. That's what, exactly what I mean. Yeah. It's kind of like the prerequisites 
uh, almost not taking yourself into account and how you have to tick somebody else's boxes. Mm. But at the same time, I think because of like all what you were saying, you know, women are more empowered to be more picky than they used to be or like, you know, be more... Well, it's, they don't have to be in as much because yeah. they're not going to have a baby straight off the bat. Yeah, yeah. So it should be easier, but actually it's gotten harder. That's mm. my thing. It's kind of like, I don't really see people dating. You know, this whole mm. fuckboy thing that happened in the beginning of Tinder, mm. it's like a fuckboy is a fuckboy. Yeah, okay, there are fuckboys, like yeah. guys who literally just want to bang yeah. and then maybe keep five girls at the same time. Yeah. Okay, there are predators out there like yeah. that. But there are also guys that are like, well... There has to be sexual attraction. I'm pretty yeah. sure both sides of yep. the it, think that. Yeah. But then it sort of ends right there. Yeah. It's almost like there's nothing more after that because as soon as a guy admits that he wants to have sex with a girl, it's like, fuck boy. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, guys don't, I'm pretty sure guys don't look at a girl and instantly think when they're swiping or whatever, oh, I could have kids with this woman. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah. that's not the first priority. Yeah. You know? Uh, and so I don't know. I still think, like, Men and women are completely different. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting. Like I have always been closer with women than men. Yeah. But the only time I let guys in after high school was the uh, Broner crew from Zen Garage. Yep. We called ourselves Broners because we had like <laughs> boners for each other, you know. And we were we loved oh, we did, loved yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah. And we would hang out like bunch of girls you know yeah. we would just always be hanging out these yeah. these guys um, guys come first yeah. um the bro code which i've never believed in yeah it's like crouching tiger hidden dragon like that movie yeah. frustrates me it's like guys just get together the guy's <laughs> dead for fuck's sake right <laughs> um but this whole thing of like guys are even bitchier than girls mm. it scared the fuck out of me mm. like how a guy will go behind your back to sleep with someone that you've slept with without telling you mm. is so disgusting because as if the girls aren't going to tell me because mm. they're my mates yeah so i hear through the grapevine all this shit yeah. about my guy mates yeah um and what's worse is if i'm hanging out with the guys and one of the guys decides to pay out his own girlfriend yeah that pisses me off yeah man <laughs> I lose my shit. Yeah. Because, like you said, you, he has to have your back. Yeah, right? absolutely. So why the fuck would you say, oh, she's got chunky angles, like chunkles, like Astro Boy, her, yeah. in front of the boys and everyone's having a laugh, yeah. including him. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, bro, yeah. did you just pay out your girlfriend yep. so that everyone can have a good laugh over it? How does that make me think about you? Yeah, yeah. Why would you go out with her if you're not into her? Like, yeah. Like, you're a good guy, aren't you? Mm. Are you a good guy or not? Mm. You know what I mean? Or, like, maybe because the bros are there, he'll fist bump her goodbye or something. Yeah. I'm like, uh, pretty sure she wanted a hug and a kiss goodbye. Yeah. Not a fist bump. Yeah. So, then you delve into it a little bit deeper. Yeah. And you realise that maybe it's all because he said to her, hey, I don't like it when you post selfies anymore. Mm. You know? Because mm. I'm sick of these because he probably checks her phone when she's not looking and there's all these people saying, can you marry me? And you, marry? you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, girls cop that shit, right? And it's like, next thing you know, she's not posting any selfies. Yep. And then you check out his Instagram and he's fucking liking every photo that I post up yep. of naked girls. So it's kind of like, kind of did it to yourself. Yeah, see, I still, I still find girls more bitchy. See, that's why I've always 
it's also because I have more male, in, like male dominated interests. We're like stuff. opposites in that. We're regard. completely opposite. Like yeah. all of my, like my best mate is a guy. Yeah. And he's like, he's ne- and he's never tried to, is ne- he's never been attracted to you? No, he's like, it, it, like, I know it sounds really weird, but we've always like, I've always seen him like my brother. Like literally I know his family and like, I go to his family events. He knows my family and it's just never been like that. And I think it, it, he said like, he's got three sisters, no, two sisters. And he's saying, like, I'm pretty much like his third sister. And that's how we've always had... Like, we met during during an engineering course in uni. Right. And it was just always... We got along really well, like, mates. And it was just never, you know... How many years easy. has that been going on for? I met him when I was, like, 17, 18. Oh, that's proper, proper then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been, like... Like, literally, he was, like, if... You know, it, it's a case of if I have kids one day, he would be my kid's god godfather. That's rare, though. Yeah. Like, I've been really good friends with girls and tried to keep it platonic, but I lost my shit in the end. And actually, just a couple of times, I just wanted to stick it in. Like, mm. couldn't help it. Mm. Certain situations. And all along, I knew that they're not my type. Yeah. But it's kind of like, man, a handshake's a handshake sometimes, almost. Mm. It's like, I've even feel, to be honest, that I've become better friends with girls once that was out of the way. And I haven't gone back there. But I, yeah. I know that that's not an easy thing to ask for yeah, yeah. or justify, but it has happened. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, God, that was awkward. You know, you like, never but do that again. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like the wandering brain yeah. gets squ- squashed. Like it is yeah. no longer there. Yep. It's like a, a sense of freedom as in like, oh, my God, that's a box that I've ticked now. We can just get on as mates. So it's worked for me. Mm. Wouldn't suggest it, mm. but um, it doesn't work for a lot of, you know, a lot of guys where it's been in the same situation where guys that I've just thought I was like really good mates with have then like turned around and been like, hey, I'm actually kind of interested. And, and it's, it's sad. Like, yeah, and then you feel like you've lost that friendship. Whereas I think with my best mate, the reason he is my best mate is mm. because it's it's never been like that with him. Yeah. And it's like one, I'm definitely not his type. He's yeah. like Middle Eastern. And he wants you know nice little nice Muslim girl, you know that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but it's just yeah, we've always seen each other. Like I've always known his family, and he just sees me like they see me as part of the family, and I see him as you know like my parents love him. That's cool. And it's always just been, you know, like I would consider you being lucky then. Yeah, it is really, it is you really know? rare. Because it, it, it does suck, like, to, it must suck for some of the girls that I've been friends with where a couple of years down the track, I've just snobbed them right off just mm. because of me not handling it. Mm. And they're a little bit like, well, that's fucked. Mm. Didn't I have a say in it? I'm kind of like, no, not really. Mm. Because. I think, I think the hardest for me being really good friends with guys is having when they get girlfriends and their girlfriends take it the wrong way. That happens a lot. That's my story too. (laughs) Like, jealousy leads to hate, right? It's pretty obvious. And it's like, insecurity is, shouldn't be an issue, Mm. you know? But at the same time, I still do believe that that's how you get bored of each other. Mm. It really is. Like, if you go to a club and a guy's trying to pick up your girl, Mm. it makes you feel good that you're with her. Makes Mm. you want to fight for her. You know what I mean? Whereas it's kind of sad if no guy ever was to think that your girl was attractive and never approached her. I mean, it just wouldn't make any sense. Mm. So I kind of like that tension. I think it's necessary. Like, I, don't, I think it's wrong for people to never flirt at all. You know, yeah. I don't think flirtation is an evil word, you know? Um, there's a difference between being a flirting and general, genuine advances mm. where you've got an agenda in your head. 
you know? Like, I don't think flirting is necessarily planting seeds. I think there's a very big difference. Um, you're thinking, your I, brain's TikToking. I, I, your I brain's disagree TikTok-ing. with you to a, to to a, a degree. degree. Yeah. Like, I agree that that's how I felt previously, but I must say, like, it's going to sound super corny, but since I've been with Adam, it's always been, like, not interested. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, I'm happy to have guy friends, but it's just, like, it's not even there. Even, like, before you would notice on J-Type, you know, I would be p- posting with everyone else pictures of girls or whatever else, and now it's just like, I'm not interested in it. Yeah. It's like... But that's cool. Like, you wouldn't... You, if you feel like you don't... If you feel like it would be inviting negativity, then quash it. You just, uh, yeah. I don't even, can't even come think of the word, but, like, destroy it before it becomes an issue. Like, I, I get that as well. Like, life isn't black and white, but yeah. I think you can make black and white decisions. Yeah, no, it's just, like, I've just noticed since me and Adam have been together, I've just, like, lost interest in like yeah. anybody else and I ha- don't yeah. feel like you know even looking at photos it's like oh yeah I guess she's pretty oh, I guess he's kind of okay but it's never I been like it's, goes, it's like there's a level now yeah it's like before maybe it would have gone yeah, yeah, higher yeah. but now it's kind of like there's a level yeah yeah you can and appreciate but you don't need to take action on it or anything like that yeah not even that I just don't feel like yeah I ha- don't have the same level of interest in mm. other people than I do with Adam it's just like that's nice, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I even met a girl who's so happily married still today, and yeah. that's awesome, right? Yeah. That's still, to me, like, a rarity. Yeah. Like, I love it that she's my age and she's still with him. But um, when she was getting serious about him, mm. she pulled me aside at a pub one night. She mm. said, you know, when I dream about sex or fantasize about sex, yeah. it's his dick. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, you're gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. that's it. and they're still together. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, I know that there's compromise. I know yeah. compromise is really important in yeah. relationships, but I love meeting people where there's almost no compromise. Yeah. It's almost like they dream of each other. Yeah. It's like they, they're so happy that they don't. Yeah. Um, deep down, they already know they didn't make a compromise here. Mm. I kind of like that. I wish that for everyone. Yeah, I think that's, like, I think one of the reasons it was because, you know, Adam didn't tick any of my boxes that I wanted and he was just so... It w- Surprising, we, yeah, right? Yeah, and it was just, like, we worked really hard to get to where we were mm. and it was just, you know, completely unexpected that it's, like, no, he clearly, like, there's something special and different about this and that's why we got married, like, within a year of dating. Wow. Yeah. That's even faster than Jono. Yeah, yeah, John yeah. was two years, I think. I yeah. think it was just over a year. We got married, yeah, it was, I think maybe like a few months after a year or something like that. But we got engaged, like we got engaged and we got married in six weeks. Another like, thing I wanted to talk about, like, yeah. okay, so you and Alan were like pretty tight and pretty public. Yeah. And then it almost felt like, and this is something that I hate about social media, yeah. it almost felt like before you know it, your avatar had changed and there's this white guy in it. Yeah. Now, what the fuck is the go with that? What... I know you didn't mean yeah. it in any way yeah. against Alan, or, but it's like the whole world can see yeah. that one minute this guy and one minute... The, it's almost like rubbing it in. Yeah, but if you think about it, with social media, you don't see it necessarily because you're seeing people so infrequently, mm. in a sense, that you think that it was just yesterday. Right, but a lot of shit has happened. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't just yesterday. It was I get like you. A, a year ago. I get you, and it feels I mean? like... I get you. Yeah, and you have, like I said, we were saying about that persona thing. It's like you, you've known that person as being with whoever it was. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you suddenly see them with someone else. Oh, that was really quick. When you, If you look back at it, it's actually, if you went, if you had the time to invest and go through the post, no, it was like 
quite a few, you know, whatever, whatever between there's a lot of yeah. stuff has happened between them, yeah. but you don't see that on social media. And unless you're someone that posts every single detail on your social media, it was never, I know. get it. But I think a lot of people look at that and go, oh, okay, well, I only see her in Facebook. I only see her in Facebook land. And all I see is her with one person and then her with another person. But you haven't seen that time in between because you haven't seen me offline. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's like maybe I just put the two and twos wrong. Like I kind of, I see those posts that couple make where they say forever. They, they use that word. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, ooh. Mm. It's not that I'm a hater or it's not that I'm negative. I just think... Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I know you can say things in the moment, but it's like those things that you say in the moment do inspire others. Like mm. when other people are reading it, like mm. I know, I know a lot of girls, uh, even Milky hopped on and said, when she sees a young couple um, kissing or something in mm. public, she gets shitty. I'm like, mm. oh God, that's a horrible thing to have. Yeah. Like it's a horrible weight to, to, to yeah. wear. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's a jealousy thing. It's yeah. almost like, are these people doing it because they mean it or are they showing off mm. or um, I don't know. I find it really bizarre. I, I don't, I've never really bought too much into that revealing mm. exactly how you feel about your partner in mm. public. Uh, but not because I was in fear though yeah. of backlash or if, if we did break up or anything like that. Yeah. Well, there is a, there was a study that says couples that post less about their like affection online are usually happier than the ones that constantly they're tighter right yeah it's kind of like yeah and it's just you know you don't need i think to an extent it's just like you know you don't need the approval of no anybody else at all it doesn't matter like no one else knows your story it doesn't really matter and it's just um yeah and i think that's a like a part of it obviously some people are just more private or more public than other people and they just enjoy enjoy they're in the moment i love being in the moment so fair enough but for me it was just like I don't really need everyone to see what Adam does for me every day. Well, I don't need the world to see that, you know, what I do for him and that kind of stuff. And I, I do admit that used to get to me because I used to be like, why doesn't he ever share that, like, Because it's always the girl. It's yeah. It's always the girl that has the love hearts and the photo with the guy in it that looks like he's sort of like, oh, my God, I've got to be in this shot. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> like, it's always like that. It's always like that. She's always like, ee! and he's always like, you know, like. Yeah. It, and it's so black and white to me. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like. You go on his page and there's cars or something else that he loves. Yeah. You know? No, so I think to me it was just like I was seeing a lot of my guy friends post going, oh, you know, how good is it that, you know, my wife made me dinner or something. And I, I made a comment to Adam, like, I make you fucking lunch and dinner every day. And then why don't life. you fucking, why don't you at ever once at me? least, please. Yeah. yeah, I get it. And then it. it's just now it's like, you know, I get what where he's coming from. It's, it's private. Like, yeah, it's a private thing and it's something special between you. You don't necessarily need the entire world to know about it. And you don't feel I like see, you see I see the, the logic, approval. but sometimes girls yeah. do just really appreciate the oh, gesture. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's like roses or flowers, yeah, yeah, right? Because yeah. I'm kind of like, I don't like flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not about me, yep. right? Sometimes yep. it is about the girl. Yeah. And that's the dynamic that I'm more interested in because that, to me, is love. The yeah. work but that I, you... I, I feel like as well, to me, it's just I don't ever want them to do something or post something because they feel like they've been pressured into it. That's well, pressure is the wrong <laughs> word. They have to want to yeah, out exactly. of a nice gesture. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't want them to ever be like, oh, I'm just posting it or I'm just doing this because I want to get them off my back and I don't want them to have a whinge at me. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the other extreme, I know a married man who gets his secretary to send his wife at home flowers every day. Mm. 
And it's weird because it's not really him sending them. He's just said to his secretary once, send her flowers every day. Yeah, but it's but the fact that he still made that effort to say, to tell her to do that. Once. Yeah. But it's still, exactly, I don't poo-poo on it because I'm kind of like, I get it. Yeah. Because it is that thing where she might get the flowers and it might make her happy that day because it's like the yeah. whole house is full of fresh flowers all the time. I mean, yeah. it's a good thing. Yep. So I, I do get it more. It's almost like um, guys, and he's, an o- he's older than me, so you do learn tricks yeah. from more experienced people, you know yeah. what I mean? And you realise that maybe you are way too hot-headed before and yeah. a bit black and white about certain things because it's pretty easy to use your strength and, and your experience to convince mm. someone else that this is logical and you should not want flowers because, you know, they're expensive and yeah. it's costing us this much a year yeah. and you're basically killing flowers and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like you, you could easily like go that way yeah. and have a little win, but then you wonder whether it's a win or a loss. Yeah, I think like, yeah, it is different. I think, for example, um, so Valentine's Day just passed. Right, okay. And it's like Adam didn't get me flowers for Valentine's Day. But okay. the reason for that is because he got me flowers literally like four days beforehand. But it wasn't Valentine's Day But it wasn't Valentine's Day. It's just like he saw flowers and he thought I'd like them. And so my, I couldn't put more flowers in because it was the vase was being used. So it was fun that he didn't give me flowers on Valentine's Day. And to me, if anything, that's more thoughtful. He bought it for me on a random day. That yes. wasn't, he wasn't obligated to buy yes, me flowers. Yes, yes, yes. That's cool. That's cool. Or anything. I buy that. Yeah, that's you know, cool. And I felt that more, more help, heartfelt because I got to work. People were like, oh, what did Adam get you for Valentine's Day? And it's like, yeah, he got me a corny card or whatever. Yeah. But it's like he didn't, you know, he didn't. I like that he didn't feel like he was getting me flowers because that was a social convention. It's just so hard for guys. I don't know why. I can't speak for all guys, but my God, Valentine's Day is impossible. It's just, mm. I, don't know, I don't know what it is. It's just like, I just found it impossible with all my partners. I just found it. There's a lot of pressure for guys, I think, with Valentine's Day. There is no real pressure for girls with Valentine's Day. I just didn't even know what the fuck it was, let alone like, you know, having to do something special. Yeah. It just, like, it just seems so alien to me. I just had, like, I had a really hard time with it. And mm. I know I'm not the only one. Mm. You know, it's just really against the grain for us. Mm. I think, in generally speaking, I just mm. think, like, there are things that, you know, this is why this equality thing doesn't work for me because it's mm. obvious that we're not the same. Mm. So, where, we, where, pe- where, where women place values and where guys place values tends to be really different at times. But that's the thing. I think you need to find someone that has the same values as you. That's the yeah, thing. and I don't, I don't think you need to meet someone that where you can convince them that your values are correct because then you'll always like look down on them a little bit because mm. you educated them. You know, yeah. I don't want like a teaching someone. Yeah, you, you either, it's either you guys match or you don't. And yeah. that's the thing. That's um, one thing that I noticed when I was listening. That's why I commented on your podcast with Jono when you said you didn't believe in marriage. Mm. And I said to and I was like, I kind of agree with that, even though I'm married. Mm. I don't believe in... I believe a lot of people get married for the wrong reasons these days. Oh, yeah, forever. And it's just like, I feel like there's so many people that I know, and they look very happily married, and it's just... It keeps happening, and the more and more I talk to them, I'm like, you guys are fucking miserable. Why are you guys still together? And it's like, why did you even get married in the first place? And it's just like mm. social convention. We've been dating for like three years, so I guess we should I get married. I hate that the most. We, we've been married... For, we've been together for five years. I guess we should be... You know, and it's mm. like, I love, like, I do believe in marriage, obviously, mm. but I also believe in divorce. I believe that, you know, like we were saying, you're not the same person that you were 10 years ago. Yep. And so, you know, as life goes on, being married for 20, 10, 20, 30 years, you're not going to be the same person as you were 
when you got married. Yep. And it is quite possible that the two people that you change into may not no longer be compatible. But I like the idea of marriage is meant to help you through those down phases, but mm. it doesn't help anyone through down phases because that's mm. when people get a divorce. Mm. And that's what I'm shitty about. Like, mm. I'm primarily shitty about divorce. Mm. See, I don't mind the idea of marriage mm. or religion. The mm. Ten Commandments, they're fucking awesome. Yep. But I really don't like how everyone's breaking them, the mm. Ten Commandments, or everyone's divorcing. Mm. It's kind of like, how could you? Mm. Because then how can it inspire people that aren't? Because it's kind of like... There is no security in mm. that document. There is yeah. no security in marriage. Yeah. And that's my point. And my point was kind of like, you still have to play the game. Yeah. Because if you let yourself go because you've got yeah, a contract, yeah. then Absolutely. you're being abusive. You still have to put in the effort. I just think a lot of people, especially the people that I know, just get married and you're just like, why did you guys ever get married? Like, I wish there was a social... Maybe insecurity. Yeah, no, and you just get so much, so much pressure that you're like, oh, you guys have been together for however many years. You should probably, when are you getting married? When are you putting a ring on it? Why haven't you put a ring on it? Like, but that pressure never works. Let's be honest. Like, people saying to me, you though. need, but I'm, it does, it might not for you, but you're a lot more strong willed than a lot of other people. But you can't be coerced and pressured into marriage. Oh, yes, you can. Really? <laughs> yeah. In this day and age? Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> but you can't even force someone to drive a Honda if they don't. Like, if they're a Toyota guy. I mean, that's how bad it... People, are, people know what they like. No, but at the same time, it's... More like than ever. People get given... A lot more people get given ultimatums. It's either we get uh, married or okay. we don't. Ultimatums And it's like, fucked. you don't want to lose them. So it's like, it, do you want to lose them or... You know, and I think a lot of people don't see that just because you've gotten... You know, they're like, oh, well, we're together anyway. We're living together anyway. What's the difference if we have a piece of paper or not? Mm. And to a degree, I understand, but I think it's, like, it's very different... Like, once you're married. Which is weird, because it's like, Adam and I, we bought the house before we were married. Yeah. We were living together before wow. we were married. We did everything before married. Wow. And this was, like like I said, within a year of us dating. That's amazing. And then we got married, and it was just like, no, day-to-day, nothing changes. But I think there definitely is... I mean, that, that, that's really fast for you at your age. But, yeah. I mean, I also know that you got a 25 to 30s kind of crunch time. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I do know women my age who... I know women my age who've been dumped recently mm. by guys who went as far as introducing them to their parents mm. and then they dumped them afterwards. Mm. I'm like, how the fuck could you? Yeah. If she was 25, understood. Yeah. 30, okay. Yeah. If she's 40 plus, yeah. you can't fucking do that shit, man. Mm. You can't. Like, you can't. She's just so broken after yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, you can't sweep the rug out from a woman that's 40. You can't. Yeah, but would you rather that or would you rather them get married and not be happy and get divorced in five years' time? It's a tough tough call, but it's like maybe he should have known because you kind of feel like surely, like you said, one year is enough, one or two years, but it's like that's one or two years gone. Yeah. And that's a big deal if you're 40, 41, 42. It's it's so hard for a woman to bounce back from that. Mm. It doesn't matter how strong you are. Mm. It's like... You've just lost two years. Mm. Now the next guy, you're even more fucked than the last guy. Mm. So it's kind of like you don't want to play games, mm. but you kind of have to. Yeah. But it's like you can't just meet someone and go, let's get married. Yeah, but I wish there just wasn't that pressure that all women have to get married or all men have to get married, which is something well, I think... She wants still- children, so it's a little bit like you need to have that discussion. Mm. But when do you whip this discussion out before you scare the fuck out of the guy? Like you got to be mm. a mature guy... Mm to know surely that that's what she wants straight off the bat and you mm. need to address it early. Mm. But like, 
you can't be that cool guy that plays the game and then decides for yourself that she's not right, then dump her. Mm. I, I just don't know. I just think like... But it's the same for the for a male. Like, you know, I know people that have always yeah. just wanted kids and they got married to completely the wrong person because they were just so focused on wanting kids. And now that there's a kid in the picture, they can't get out. But apparently a kid's meant to be fucking amazing. Like, apparently a kid's meant to be this thing where... Uh, you're just so in love with it yeah. that that you're, like nothing else like, matters. You're in love with it. You're yes. not in love with each other no. anymore. That's a difference. But, that's, <laughs> but it, it's like that's meant to be amazing. Like I can't even imagine what it'd be like. Mm. You know, I mean, if, if they're saying that it's even more love than what you had for your partner, mm. it's like, it's almost like some, someone saying to me, Justin, try heroin. Because mm. I'm kind of like, Man, if I try it, well, then I'm fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't just try a kid. Yeah. I've got to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like heroin to me. Yeah. It's roulette to me. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I've kind of like, I suppose I've always taken risks, mm. but I've taken risks that I can sort of step back from mm. and recover from, mm. whereas I don't want to try divorce. No, you don't. I don't think you should ever, you know, I don't think anyone goes obviously goes into a marriage thinking... That I can't wait for you. <laughs> or or they don't, I don't think they go into a marriage thinking, oh, I've always got the divorce option. Yeah. Yeah. But I think as well, a lot of people want marriage because they want the wedding day more than the actual marriage. Oh, no, that's fucked. Because I that's not that's a guy. That's girls. In general. In general. I don't think it's a guy speaking. that wants the big, massive wedding with the money and all the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think... I mean, you know, girl gets to wear this amazing dress and what does a guy wear? The same shit that he wears to work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, what the... F yeah. It's not about the guy. Yeah. No, but it shouldn't even be about the girl. That's the thing. It well, should it be about is, him. though. That's the thing. That's a, that's a, that's it's what it's become. Yeah, it's what it's become. And I think the that's white the wedding. Problem. And the guys never wear white. I mean, I'm just saying. It's a real... Yeah, and it's just... It's about, like, the whole day making it all about you. And it's, like, it's not about the bride. It's about you guys as a couple. And that's what it should be. But it's all, it's become, it's all about the bride. It's all about the bride's day. And then it just puts this idea in women's head that they, this day is going to be the best day of their life and that's what they want. And then they go into it going, oh, I want to get married because I want that day. As opposed to this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. I'll be 100% honest and say that the, the wedding planning is what, what gave me cold feet. Yeah. And I don't think I'm the only one. Yeah, but do you think that's because you guys put too much pressure on it? 100%. Because I mean... 100% for, for, for someone's childhood dream. Yeah. And it's kind of like, excuse me, we're not children anymore. Yeah, but at the same time, I think it's as, as, like, I've always had this dream of what I wanted to do when I got married and all that kind of stuff. And all that went out the window because at the end of the day, I didn't really care when but it that, came to it. Yeah, and that takes maturity because you got married later. I'm mm, just talking true. if you're younger, it's kind of yeah. like, it, you're a little, when you're younger, you're, you're a little bit closer to the early yeah, dreams. Yeah. Whereas when you get, grow older, you're kind of like, well, I mm. don't need a massive wedding with 500 people in it. You know, when you start to yeah. think, you start to go, you know what? I like this little church. Well, it's not even that. I think at R some point, if the day's huge... no longer about you guys, then what's the point of having it? Like, what's the point yeah, of a wedding? But it's really hard to get to there when yeah. you have someone that's so driven to have this thing in their head, you know, mm. this, massive, um, this massive dream or... Well, do you think you would have gotten cold feet if it was just like, let's just run away tomorrow and go get mar married? I on think we would have gotten married. Yeah. If we so would have gotten married yeah. if we just went, let's go to Vegas and just sign yeah. a piece of paper. Because that's, that's what I would have done. That's what I wanted to marry the girl. Yeah. Not this like, 
circus. Yep. Like I just felt like the last thing, and I'm just being honest, the yep. last thing I wanted was to be um, marrying her and looking around in the audience and not knowing a single face. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the, f- what mm-hmm. the fuck, you know? I can share that shit on social media afterwards, but mm-hmm. I don't need social media there. Yeah. I don't need yeah, um, yeah. a camera in my face. Yeah. I don't need bright lights and... Yep. You know, maybe a photographer at most. Yeah. But I don't need this package deal. Yeah. You know, and that's what, like, it's just so sad in retrospect. Because mm. I think I would be married. I think mm. I would have had children. Mm. Um, I think I've gone out with so many girls that the last one that I actually proposed to, mm. when I proposed to her, mm. I was so in love. Like, I yeah. didn't propose because I was like, oh, my God, we've been out for so many years yeah, now. Yeah. It's fucking time. Yeah. I literally proposed and put so much planning into it. Yeah. I swept her off her feet. Yeah. And it was probably one of the most romantic things I've ever done in my life. Mm. But for one of the biggest deals in my life, mm. you know? Yep. And, I, and I got it. Yep. I did it. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God. She said yes. And yep. like, then the wedding planning started. Yep. And it's like, you know, she goes to the wedding show at Darling Harbour with all her girlfriends and it's like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. wedding magazines all over your coffee table and you're like, no, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. This is all shit, man. This, none of this is real. Yeah. I think that's kind of like the hard thing now. Like weddings in Sydney are so expensive and it's just besides the money. alone, as- the dress alone. Yeah. Well, ignoring the money aspect, it's like it means that you have to save for a year. How many times do you think a girl can change her mind in a year? That's the thing. Like, you end up going like, oh, well, instead of going, like, when we got married, I had I planned my wedding in three days. <laughs> I literally planned it in three days. Yeah. And it was like, you know, what photographer do you want? I'm like, I'm in an island on fucking Vanuatu. What photographers do you have? These three. Of those three, which one's available? That one. I will go with that one. Just like you know? that, rather than like, oh, no, none of these are good enough. Yeah. Let's fly someone over. Yeah, you know what you I mean? It's like have time. And so I think, like, <sighs> because you, when you have time, you overthink things. And that's just, regardless of what overcomplicate. you're about, you overcomplicate things that don't need to be complicated. Whereas if you just do things, if you have no time, then you can be like, you will pick based on impulse. And that's usually probably what you really want because that's the first thing you picked. Mm. But when you keep thinking about it and going and seeing like a thousand photographers and meeting, you know, going in and seeing a thousand venues, you're going to keep changing your mind. Oh man, it was just like, it was just, I just remember it being so, I wouldn't wish it on any guy. Like, I just wouldn't wish that kind of stress where you literally start despising the woman you're about to marry. Mm. And, like, how it can go from how it can go from when you propose, which is, like, mm. the most in love you've ever been with mm. another human being on the planet mm. to breaking up before the wedding mm. is... It happened to yeah. me. And it still blows my mind today. Yeah. Because... In retrospect, maybe I could have saved it. Yeah, but do you, so do you think you it's not that you don't believe in the idea of marriage, you just don't believe in weddings? Because you said I, like you were saying, you would have just run off and gotten married and you'd been you know, you'd probably still be ha- married. Well, I still don't like the idea of divorce. I still don't yeah. like that there's uh, this get you out of jail free card. Although, having said that, I know guys that are literally destroyed from divorces. You know? Nah. Like I know um the cat wants nothing to do with it. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what cats are like. They give you affection when they want, really. Yeah. But um, I, I, know, I know two guys who are really hardworking dudes, really good guys, but they just got the raw end of the deal. I know, like, women are on the street, like, Madonna's on the street. 
mm. screaming for more power for women. But my God, I've seen how women have mm. so much power in that situation mm. where they end up now having to work even harder than they were working before yep. to pay off a house that they'll never own because yep. it's hers. Mm. And I'm kind of like, they're both in the suicide club yep. now because they're living for somebody else. Like all their money is going into somebody else's pocket. Yeah. So but at the same time, I feel like you should also not... Oh, she's so cute. Um, I feel like a lot of people stay together for the sake of staying together when they should 100%. be. But there's a little bit of that in marriage in general. Yeah. Generally speaking, I think there is a little bit of that, oh, fuck, well, now I don't have to play those games with other people, so I'm kind of like really comfortable now. And I, and I think that is the problem. It's like you, you, you want to be comfortable with mm. the friend, but life's a game, and I think you still have to play games together. Like, mm. games equals fun and ups and downs. Yeah. You know, you can't have this um, flatline, consistent, always happy, because mm. that's not life. Yeah, I also think a lot of people get this idea in their head that they want, like, the Romeo and Juliet love story. Well, obviously... Well, they died. I mean, yeah. I'm with that. Yeah, yeah. They want the romantic, all or nothing kind of love story. And it's like, after a while, like, you know, that does die down. Like, the... Thank you, because it fucking obviously does. Yeah. You can't say that, like, you can keep the fire alive, like... In the beginning, it's actually the easy part, in my opinion. Mm, absolutely. I think love is the hard work that yeah. we talk about. Keeping it fresh somehow. Yeah. You but know? I think like a lot of people are going into marriage in the wrong way in the sense of they're looking for the Romeo and Juliet you know, love story when sometimes you need Batman and Robin. You need to be partners. <laughs> Batman <laughs> like, and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm with that though. Like yeah. you, you look at a couple that are in their 80s or 90s, they're yeah. obviously not having hot sex every night. Yeah. It's kind of like... It's like, yeah, best course, friends. Yeah, you, there is a level of romance there, but you still have to have fun with each other and, yeah. you know, and be able to be, like you said, best friends with that person. And it's yeah. like, you know, no, me and Adam don't, like, you know, go out on nice dates and have, like, really fancy dinners, but we'll sit at home and spend, like, 40 hours playing a game together. Like, yeah. you know, and it's that kind of thing. And obviously, what works for some people doesn't work for other people. But I think people are so obsessed with this idea that, you know, they need this grand love story and it needs to be forever. Mm. And they just fall into this trap. Oh, I've met somebody. We've been together for years. Everything's okay. And well, being okay is not necessarily good. Mia, <laughs> yeah. not on the table. You might actually turn the podcast off by accident. Off, off. See, she just wants attention. Maybe I need to put her like a bed on the table so she can just chill. You want to sit here? Maybe yeah, she will sit, sit on you. Yeah. Oh, you can get down. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, now I've lost my train of thought. But, um... I've lost my train of thought. Batman and Robin. <laughs> uh, it's like, even the Batman-Robin thing, like, we all know that Batman's in control. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Robin... Okay. Hey, it, I never it, said I was Robin. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. But that's the gameplay, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I still think, like, this false sense of security is what doesn't work the most for me because mm. I'm a strong believer in shit happens. Mm. I just am. Mm. Like, I just know that forever is a word mm. and there are no guarantees. Mm. That's where I'm at, mm. you know? But at the same time, I also know that had I, had I got married mm. and had children, mm. that I wouldn't be thinking like this. My chemical Absolutely. brain would be... The, the, the chemistry going through my brain would be... Completely different. Yeah. Like I've said in another podcast that like I was at I was a robot. 
yeah. when I was in a relationship. Yeah. I did things so consistently. Yeah. You know, like family dinners and stuff this, like yeah. that, right? It's kind of like, you tell me now that, Justin, you have to be at this place at mm. this time once a week. Mm. There's no fucking way. Yeah. Because to me, Mondays, like Fridays, like Saturdays, like it's just yeah. a day. And that's how I live now. So... Yeah. Do you I feel s- like it's because you lost yourself when you got married or when you guys got engaged? Like, I don't know. When I, you I, were together, do you feel like when you're in a relationship, you feel like you have to... You lost a bit of who you were? I don't think I even knew who I was. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, I think you almost need to push beyond a certain... Um, threshold in order to mm. find who you really are like we always have right mm. you, you you you're young and then through like 17 18 you're mm. really struggling to mm. um figure out all these things that uh, your teachers and your parents have said to you mm. you know come and this is right mm. and this is wrong mm. but then like when you're young you rebel against that shit so that you can figure out for your fucking self yeah is this right or wrong yeah but then it's almost like a second wave of that yeah i feel um and I always say it to the young guys who are like, I'm just happy being single, man, right now. I'm like, now's the time for you to be looking for someone. Like, bro, you cannot be like this now. Mm. Because it's like, it's like, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, but I think as well, you have to like, know who you are as a person before you get into a relationship. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people, the trap that a lot of people fall into. They go looking for a relationship for somebody that completes them. Rather than trying to be, you know, I'm a complete person. There, I'm with that. Where like, I'm with that. Why you know, would why would someone want to be with you if they have to support you straight exactly. off the fucking bat? Yeah, they should be getting energy from you. They mm-hmm. should be. I'm so with that, and I I, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that you could even consider being insecure mm. while you're asking someone to be a partner, mm. because it's like, man, like, give them more reason, please, to fall in love with you, mm. not. Because they need you. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm 100% with that. Yeah. And, and that just creates pressure. It really yeah. does, you know, in my opinion. Um, interesting topic though, marriage. I mean, mm. it's so funny that I talk about it so much, yet I've never been married. Mm. I feel a little bit like contradictory like yeah. that in that like, why do I always end up talking about it with yeah. my guests, even though, oh, well, it's great to have you on because yeah. you're actually <laughs> married. Yeah. You know, like I obviously talk to married men a fair bit and mm. that's always fascinating because mm. it's almost like they don't know which of themselves to bring when they catch up mm. with me. Do I bring the married man or do I bring the... But that's the thing. You shouldn't be two different people if you are. <laughs> Everyone can be though. You can be, but you like, it's like how I talk out. to you is no, you know, obviously it's more lovey-dovey, but it's no different to how if me and Adam are hanging out, that's how I would talk to him. Like we sure. talk about the same. It's still your ideals. Yeah, It's exactly. still your, if you're a good person, you're a good person. If you're. I don't feel like you need to put on a different persona. You know, obviously there's a side of you that your partner sees that nobody else does, but I don't sure. think that you should be one person with your partner or your family and then one person when you're out with your mates. Like I've never really understood that. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have many friends like that. Yeah. <laughs> Except when they're in front of their parents, they are different. And that's mm. what I get pissed off the most. Like, my, especially girls. Mm. I've always said to girls, you've got to fight. Mm. It's like it's easier for, for guys because we've always been able to stay over out late or mm. it's just been easier because mm. there's less worry, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, when I was like seven years old, mm. I was 
freely roaming around the CBD because my mum worked in the city and yeah. so did my dad. So it was like I'd go to the city with them and, you know, when I was really young, sure, I'd stay in the shop yeah. all day yeah. and eat lunch in the shop and everything. But yeah. then slowly they'd be like, you can go get your own lunch from the yeah. Center Point food court. Yeah. And I'd be like going out. Next thing you know, I'd be out all day mm. and only come back to the shop for lunch. Mm. And I'm talking about like, in this day and age, you probably wouldn't let a seven-year-old kid by yeah. themselves roam yeah. around the CBD. So that's the life that I had, right? Mm. It was really um, not so much independent, but just mm. safer world mm. and just the easier. Mm. But um, I don't even know what my point was. But like these days, uh, just all, the, all that extra pressure. Mm. If you had a kid, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't let them do that. And mm. it's like, man, the pressures are just like, I can almost get it because I always talk about marriage and everything else um, especially on these podcasts and stuff, mm. I talk them about them as me, mm. me living the 42 years mm. on this planet. Mm. But like times have changed mm. big time, yep. you know? Um, but that is the thing. Like, you know, funny, you were talking about divorce. It is, it is so much easier and it's so much more socially acceptable. It's a very fine line. It's a fine line between people are actually getting out when they're instead of being stuck in very unhappy relationships well, I like that, okay? Yeah. I've, I've known women who were abused and they got yeah. out of it and my God, thank God, right? Yeah, but then it's also a fine line between that and you just give up because you're like, oh, well, I can just get divorced. And you don't feel like, you know, you know, back in the day it was, you don't get divorced. Like, that's just not a thing. You just, no, have, you, and you, you, therefore you put more effort into it because you have to work, you have to make it work. You're stuck with this person whether you like it or not. Well, that what you just said is black and white. Yeah. It really was back then. Yeah. Like, I know that my best friends from high school, mm. that their parents stayed together mm. just for the kid mm -hmm. and they even slept in separate rooms. Mm -hmm. And I know that because when I went over there for playtime, mm -hmm. the parents would be completely separate. I mean, that, that was how it worked. Yeah. You know? And so that's why marriage is more fucked than ever in many ways because divorce is easy. But then again, it all kind of changed. Like, there were two things that happened in the 80s. Like, Joan Collins, she's from Dynasty, this TV show that was all okay. about rich people. Yeah. And she made it a thing in Hollywood to have 52 divorces or more now. Yeah. And it's like, she made it cool. Yeah. Like, how can you get divorced that many times? Yeah. It was almost like a superstar status thing. Yeah. Um, then you have Hugh Hefner, mm. who single-handedly mm. said to the entire male population mm. that casual sex is cool. Yeah. He fucked everything. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there were two big movements there yeah. that were both anti each other. Mm. Doom. <laughs> Doom. But, like, it, it, it's really been hard to undo that shit, yeah. I think, you know? Like, and the whole um, Tinder thing and all this stuff, it's just really fucked now. Like, I've been on dates with girls and just gone, you know what, it was a good date, but this just doesn't feel right. Mm. Just, you're not meant to meet people like this, you know? Mm. I think the problem, like what I was saying before, isn't necessarily divorce. I think the problem is people get married for the wrong reasons. They just think... I've insecurity, been maybe, primarily. Yeah, it is insecurity. It's the it's social pressure. It's pressure from families. Like, the amount of times you get, oh, when are you guys getting married? When are you putting a ring on it? That kind of stuff. I think that just, you know... And then it puts this idea in your head that, oh, God, I have to get married. Like, mm. you, a lot of... Especially for women, I'm sure... I don't know if it's the same for men, but a lot of your kind of feels like a lot of your worth is based on if you're married or not. Like, it's like, well, if you're, you've been together for a while and he hasn't proposed, why hasn't he proposed to you? What's wrong with you? Why haven't, why I get you, yeah. The, that, that's when the pressure starts. Yeah, and yeah. the thing is, you don't, you know, and yes, you know, women can propose to men, but it's still not, 
you know, that comes across as desperate. Let's not even go there. That's another yeah. one of those things that was introduced part of this feminist movement, I feel. Mm. And it just, let's not even go there. Tradition's there for a reason. And, it, and, and I think it's romantic. I don't think you need to look at those things as, yeah. ooh, that's feminist, that's not fair. It's yeah, like, yeah. actually, like, you know, like the man putting down his, you can't imagine a young guy putting down his fucking $600 Supre, uh, Supreme, mm. sorry, Supre, yeah. Supreme fucking jacket down yeah. for a girl over a puddle so that she could cross it. Yeah, with yeah. A, you can't imagine that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that chivalry's long fucking dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you might get a digital Valentine's card these yeah. days. It's just like, I get it. I get it how women are really pissed off too about that. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think it's just more, you know, women have that pressure of if your partner hasn't proposed to you, why is that the case and why aren't you married? If and you then guys, they start to feel insecure. And especially these days where it's just like it is normal for you guys to live together or buy houses or do whatever before you're married, then it's yeah. like if it's not going to make a difference, then why aren't we married? Why aren't you marrying me? Mm. And that's the kind of like, and it's just that kind of insecurity, then you kind of start pushing that and then you get your family going, why haven't you proposed to her? It's why always family, actually. It's usually Most family. of the time, most yeah. of the time. And then it's also, that's when it blows up way bigger because exactly. family want to be proud of the situation. Yeah. Then they want to bring all the relos from overseas yeah. or whatever because it's kind of like, they, they, don't, they mean well. Yeah. They mean 100% well. They just mm-hmm. want to celebrate the fuck out mm-hmm. of it. But it's not their party, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always the way, though. I mean, it's funny how we all know it. Yeah. But it's funny how it just still happens anyway. It still happens and no one, like, everyone still feels that pressure and feels like you should be married. And I couldn't you know, control even it. Between, and it's, that's the thing. It's like, you know, even when you are married, then it's like when you're having kids, there's always something that, you know, people want from you. It's like when you first start dating, when are you getting married? When are you getting, or when are you getting engaged? When you're, when you're engaged, you can't just enjoy being engaged. It's like, when are you getting married? Mm. Then once you're married, it's like, when are you having kids? And when are you having a second kid? There's always something else. And it's just like, you know, and I think that's where a lot of people fall into that trap. If people keep asking you, why aren't you married? Then you start thinking, well, why aren't I married? Even if you were completely happy with your relationship the way it was, yeah. you know, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. If someone keeps asking you, why, have, why hasn't he proposed to you? You go, fuck, why hasn't he proposed to me? And then all of a sudden, it's just like, it's planting a seed, yeah. basically. Yeah. But, you know, the funny thing is, right, like when I was really young, I mean, like, before I even touched a girl, mm. like really, really young, mm. I used to... Um, have a pray table in home and we used to pray to grandpa once a week, right? Mm. And I used to pray, because you get to pray for something. It's like yeah. a birthday wish. Yeah, yeah. But it was like every week. Yeah. For years from like seven years old, eight, nine, ten, yeah. I prayed for the same thing. Mm. For years until I was 14, mm. I prayed for a girlfriend. Mm. And it's funny, you get exactly what you want. Mm. And then you st- I still fucked it up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like That's the way I look at it now. It's kind of yeah. like, you know what? All I ever wanted was a girlfriend. Yeah. And I've had plenty now, and it's kind of like, well, you're still fucking it up, because there it is. Yeah, but... It's there, what you wanted. But there you go. You want... I think a lot of people want the idea of something, or want something, as opposed to the relationship. You wanted a girlfriend. You didn't want a relationship. You didn't want a partner. That's the thing. People Too young be, to think about it, but... Yeah. But it's the same kind of thing. People want to be going to get married, because that's the that's what they want. They want to get married. They want to they get want married. They want to be married. They want it's to like be a status. Married. And then once they're married, you don't realise that you still have to put work in. Like, you're still, you know, and like you said, people I'd say you'd have to put even more work Absolutely. in, don't you? Yeah. I mean... That's the person you're stuck with for the rest of your life. Like, he has to like you. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I am never bored of my cat. Yeah. Ever. 
it's I don't know what it is. That's like I wish I could get to that state of mm. love with a human being mm-hmm. because I can understand that. I can understand that when I look at Mia, mm-hmm. I always think she's absolutely fucking she's amazing. Perfect. Yeah. Every time yeah. she's yeah. just like, oh my god, my yeah. cat is amazing. Yeah. And she loves me. Yep. And so like, kind of what I want to yep. out of a relationship, but it's like, pfft, no way is it like that. So are you gonna be like? 60 and a crazy cat man with like four cats. <laughs> I don't think um, crazy cat man, but you know, I already know that if Mia was to pass away, I don't even think about it, but it's like, I would have to get another cat. Mm. Like, I just think I've never been much of a dog guy. I'm, mm. Something about dogs, like um, when my mum had a dog, first dog, I was like, get up on the chair, Sam. And he'd get up. Yeah. Get down, Sam. And he would get down. I'm like, get up on the chair, Sam. And he'd get up. And I did it until he fucking was panting and he couldn't do it anymore. And I'm like, that's a dumb animal, mum. Yeah. My cat would never. You know what I mean? And so, again, for relationships, (laughs) I don't want a, something that I'm in control of. I want this cat who loves me when she wants. And that suits me. You know, sometimes she does sleep in another room for hours. Yeah. Whereas um, the monotony of going to bed at the same time every night is the roboticness of it is like, hey, I'm pretty sure I did my time with school yeah. and stuff. I already did that on yeah, the clock yeah. thing. So I'm pretty sure like, that's why I keep saying to these guys and stuff, be careful what you wish for. Because mm. I do look back on my life now and think I'm so radically different from that guy that used to be in never be single, yeah. ever. Always in deep, long relationships. But every single time, I've been the one to break it up. Mm. And every single time, it's because I felt like they could find a better man. Mm. So it's been out of maturity, to be honest, not insecurity. Mm. It's been more out out of like, I know I'm having a hard time picking this back up Mm. to give her the energy that she deserves, the relationship, the love and energy that it deserves. So I had to be the one that said, you know what? I'm fucking still digging this. I could go on and on and on here because it's easy. But I had to be like, you know what? I'm going to take a risk and give it up. Mm. And then every time I've managed to fall back into another relationship Mm. straight away. Mm. But now it's kind of like, when I get a girl now mm. and I get to go as far as being in a, seeing each other, let's just say seeing, seeing each, each other. other. You're not yeah. in a relationship yet. Yeah. You're seeing someone. Yeah. When I get there, I can already see that the next step is for them to move in. Yeah. I'm the one with the house. Yeah. And then when that starts to happen, yeah, I'm like fucking the eject button is yeah, yeah. very close to my left hand. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of like, Ooh, I've been here before. And then yeah. I start thinking about all the, bits that are going to annoy me. Yeah. And my God, there's plenty of them. Yeah. So it's kind of like, that's why I keep saying, be careful what you wish for because mm. once upon a time, that was a non-issue Yeah. because you just go into it mm. without too much thought. Mm. But now it's like the last thing I would want to do is, you know, dump a girl of my age because mm. I felt like it was me for whatever reason. Mm. I couldn't do that. Mm. Like just out of respect, I don't even want to risk it. Mm. You know, so um, like... Star and I, uh, we spent maybe two or three hours filling out an RSVP profile one night for me yeah. as a joke. Yeah. But we thought we would fill it out like as hardcore, honest as I could. I think I remember you telling me this. I wrote that I hate yeah. children. That word yeah. is a very strong word. Yeah. I wrote, hate children, never fucking want it. Yeah. You know? Um, I smoke. I smoke from 4.20 in the morning, weed yeah. till, you know, whatever. I yeah. wrote everything that you couldn't possibly be yeah. interested in. Yeah. 
and I'm getting matches left, right, and center. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And most of the women are between their 40s and 55, even yeah. 52 was the old yeah. eldest. And they're messaging me essays saying yeah. that was the most refreshing yeah. profile they've ever read. Yeah. It was honest. Yeah. And they are dying to meet me for if. They're like, they actually apologize straight off the bat and saying, I know I'm probably not something that you're looking for, yeah. but I would love to have a coffee, yeah. you know? And I'm just like judging them straight on their age and looks yeah. going, no way. Yeah. So I'm just as bad. Yeah, but there has to be a level of attraction there. I think so. So it doesn't matter. Like it's To like, a degree. Yeah, yeah, you have to, you know. Whether it's personality or their hobbies or something. I don't think physicals, oh, it's a tough one. I think you still have to, at the end of the day, you still have to look at them all day. Like for the rest of your life, so it's just there, you, there has to be a level of not necessarily physical, but there has to be some sort of attraction. And if you've seen their profile and you're not really digging it, then there is no attraction there, and you can't force something. Well, I, I like their hobbies, and I like that they're nice people. They seem like really nice people, mm. but and I, I've gone out with girls that I weren't wasn't attracted to mm. physically, like. Yeah, sure, and you're right. Maybe that's why we broke. I don't know. Like there were, there were, you know, mm. I don't know. Pornography is a bad thing. Mm. Whichever way you look at it, I still mm. think pornography is bad mm. because it just, you know, why, why would you be banging off in your office when you could be there's a girl upstairs, yep. you know, kind of thing. So yep. I, I, I think guys need to talk about pornography a little mm. bit more. Can't wait to get guys like maybe more guys on the show and yeah. we can really hash that out. But yeah. um, you know, I know p- pornography was an issue. Um, and that's, that's cancerous mm. because it's already spending your sexual energy elsewhere, mm. you know? Um, but at the same time, I've never been heartbroken. I reckon that's a big problem for me. Mm. Like I wished upon it mm. so much when I was younger, mm. someone please mm. break up with me and make me feel these, mm. cause you know, when dad died, it was the closest thing to heartbreak yeah. for me, yeah. but I want a woman to do that to me. Yeah. You know, I want to, f- I, I, I grew so much when my mm. dad died. Mm. It really formed who I was. Mm. And getting out of that hole, you realize how much you... I realized how much I liked myself more mm. after he died. Mm. So ever since then, I've kind of been like, somebody please come along and throw me back down into that hole so that I can be an even better, stronger version of who I am now. Mm. But it's almost like I had to do it on my own mm. by just like saying, that's it. I'm just not going to... I'm not going to get married. I'm going to be single. And it's almost like I'm trying my best to rattle my life again and do yeah. something different because nobody else is fucking doing it. Yeah. So no one's, no one else dying on me or there's like, I don't yeah. know, like imagine if a girl broke my heart or yeah. if she died or something. Like, yeah. my God, it's almost like I'm dying for that. You want, you want Next like a version of, yeah. Well, I just want to progress in life. Yeah. I just know how much I did progress mm. after getting over a big situation like that. Mm. And that's why I hang out with people who have had big losses. Mm. And that's why I have a hard time hanging out with young guys mm. who couldn't even begin to understand what it's like to rebuild yourself like that. Mm. They'll go, oh, yeah, I've been in the dumps. I've come. No, you haven't. Yeah. I'm like... Yeah. Please, please, you You're know. Trying to gain life experience for, through vicariously living through other people. Right. <laughs> I mean, e- even like having Alan on the show. Alan goes like, oh, "I haven't spoken to my dad for months." I'm like, "Uh, don't you live with your dad?" And he goes, "Yeah." I'm mm. like, 
Well, that's just the fucking stupidest thing I've ever fucking (laughs) heard. Because if he was to die tomorrow, you'd fucking regret the fuck out of that. Bro, you're living in his house. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. Talk to your dad. (laughs) Please. You know what I mean? And like, he'll hear that, Alan. Um, But I'm just saying like, since when was I this sort of mature person that people listen to? I don't know. But obviously this is manifesting itself in that sort of pushing myself and, Mm. you know. But I, I always do think back like, shit, have I fucked myself now? In that I can't go back to having a relationship because I've so put myself here. I feel like I don't think you've fucked yourself out completely. <laughs> I think Just to a an, lot. <laughs> I, think, I think to an extent the problem is because you're such a public person and you have such a media, social media presence and all the rest of it. Oh, God, it's worth nothing too, isn't it? In the end of the no, day, it's interesting. No, not that. It's just like, I think when people meet you, if they have any, like, if they know who you are or whatever, they have this, back to the persona thing, they have this yeah, idea of, yeah. this perception of who they think you really, really, you really are and they think they already know you and they think that you're, they're like, you know, they understand you and they understand your life and they haven't really had a deep and meaningful conversation with you. Mm. And I think that's kind of maybe one of the problems if you start trying to date girls, it's like they've already got this idea in their head of, you know, and you get a lot of girls that are like, oh, yeah, you know, he seems to be happy being single. Maybe I can change that. I want to be the girl that changes that. Tinder girls, Tinder dates were interesting for a a good year there because... People didn't know who you were. No. Yeah. They all did. Oh, really? Carmen, come on, Carmen. Like, anyone can punch my name into Google and there it is. Yeah. That's why I love these girls straight off the bat because, like, this is the problem with me, right? Like, we go for a date, and I, I'm waiting for them to bring it up. Yeah. But they fucking don't. Yeah. So, who brings it up? Me. Yeah. So, halfway through the day, it's all very nice. Yeah. It's very funny. I made them yeah. laugh. It's all very cute. Yeah. Then I've gone, come on, you know exactly what I do. You've yeah. seen it. And I show them on the phone. I'm like, you know. And they're like, yeah, I know. I did. I'm like, awesome that you're still here. Like, yeah. it's awesome that you even wanted to meet me. So, yeah. I always thank them straight away. But because I'm so honest like that, the next thing you know, they're almost smitten with me. Yeah, but it's 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 the whole like celebrity thing, I guess. It's like oh, I don't think that. I think so. I think it's more like you know, it's like guys that have groupies, like famous celebrities that have groupies, and they're the ugliest fucking people. Like Hugh Hefner, who right? Would really want to sleep with Hugh Hefner? Realistically, no, I don't think they do though. But they want to because it's like the celebrity. I think they just stay at his house and use his money, but I don't think they actually sleep with him. Yeah, well, okay. Well, not who well, happened, but other people, like, mm. you know, in that kind of perception. Right, right, right. I get you, I get you, like, I get it's you. Like it's the image rather than, and it's a status Absolutely. thing. I get you, I get yeah. you. But uh, staying with me is not going to make you, get you anywhere. No, no, I mean, no. But it's like they want to, I think a lot of girls, like I was saying, also want to be that person that, like, you know, you've made it very public that you're happily single. Mm. They want to change that. They want to be the person that locked you down. But every girl wants to be the person that that goes and saves the bad boy. Like every girl but likes But I'm not a bad, a bad boy. boy. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> sure. I'm not though. I'm a good guy. Yeah, but that's not the image you give off though. When you have, yeah. when you have like, you, you know, you, your, you, your profile's you. covered with lots of like various yeah, naked yeah. girls. They, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they want to be like, I want to be the one that he actually wants to marry or I want to mm. be the one that he actually wants to s- stay with. Mm. And mm. so, and I think that's a problem for you because you are so public that people have one, a perception of you and two, they see you as a challenge as opposed to liking you for who, whoever you are. And like you were saying in your other podcast, people get obsessed with you and that's why. <laughs> yeah, but that's always the guys. That's what I'm saying. It's like ever since JDMST or in, even in, in front was better. When mm-hmm. I started in front, there were more women uh, designers in the class than men. Mm. And that always was the way. There was yeah. a really strong fem- female representation in yeah. graphic design. 
But then when I started JMST, everything went fucking downhill for me because yeah. it's like fanboys, fanboys. Yeah. And it's it's almost disturbing. But you know how you were saying like you meet a girl who wants to move to America and then you mm. know you start seeing them and after a while that that all they care about is you and they don't want to move to you America. You become the hobby. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I think that's because of. You almost need to meet someone. You almost need to move overseas where no one knows who the fuck you are. Well, that, that, that <laughs> was something that um, my, my current flatmate, Kessie, said to me. And, yeah. like, I love that idea because it's probably going to be the closest thing to my dad dying. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. I think that if I move somewhere where they can't even speak English, then I've got nothing to show. Yeah. So I have to start from scratch. Even if they speak so English, but somewhere where they don't know who you are and that you don't have the following and the presence I like, that you have I love that idea, but I think that's extreme. Like, I think mm. for me to scan everything... Oh, yeah, it would be extreme. I don't think I can go there unless yeah. something... Unless I was heartbroken, you yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm looking for heartbreak. Mm. I haven't... I mean, my, when my, if my cat was to ever die before me... Yeah. That's going to be the second heartbreak since <laughs> my dad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, man, I, I've had not one single girl... I mean, I've cried maybe once or mm. twice when I've broken up with a girl of five mm. or seven years. Yeah. But even then, I needed, like, Jeff Buckley to be on full blast for me to get the tears out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I had Alan over recently. We watched um, uh, Led Zeppelin watching Stairway to Heaven done by heart yeah. in front of them. Yeah. And Alan, I saw, like, Alan, Alan was feeling really self-conscious halfway through. He said, oh, 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 shit, I think I feel a tear starting yeah. to come out. Then he looked at me, and I'm bawling the yeah. fuck out. yeah. So I know that it's not because I'm cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's real emotion in yeah. here. But when it comes to a girl who hasn't got the same values as me, it's pretty much impossible. Okay, here's a question. Well, all of your, do you feel like any of your girlfriends or girls that you've been with have ever felt like a challenge to you in terms of... Then that, is a, that challenge in, a challenge in terms of relationships and parents and stuff. Yes, I've, I've managed no, 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 to no, no. I make mean marks. I mean challenge in terms of like actually getting, convincing them to be with you. And if not, is it, do you think that's why you don't necessarily value them as much? Because it's, well, you know, felt, no one... Yeah, well, sometimes good relationships are ones that you just fall into and everything no, feels all nice and easy. I think they all did feel really natural and nice no, and no, easy. No, no, that's fine. But I'm saying, do you think maybe you don't value it as much because it was easy, it came easy to you? I, 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 feel, I feel like I was never in threat of them leaving me. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And that's not right. Mm. I think I wanted to fight for them, but I didn't have to. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. You know, a lot of people have said that to me, Justin, you just haven't found your match yet, mm. your challenge, you know? Mm. I mean, then again, Nanami and I, we got really close and my God, we'd drive each other up the wall. We're mm. talking about slamming doors and screaming mm. at each other and stuff. And that's more real than mm. some of the stuff I had in really long-term relationships within yeah. one year. Yeah. So I already can see that that was going to be more complicated. Mm. I liked it too. You mm. know? I think I definitely felt almost a little bit of heartbreak that that didn't work out. Yeah. So it was almost the beginning of feeling something different. Yeah, it's different when you have to fight for it. Yeah. It's obviously... It's but it's hard when you're fighting. It is hard. The first year you're already fucking fighting, you wonder whether you want to sign up for more of that. <laughs> I can't, come on. Like, yeah. At but some it, stage, it's got to be fairly easy too. Like at some stage, it's got to be natural and easy mm. before you get to the, it being difficult. Yeah. I don't think it necessarily needs to be difficult. I'm just more like you still... You should always feel like you, should, you need to be working for it is probably the best way of putting it. I love that. 
And I don't think many people would agree, to be yeah. honest. I don't think people would agree with that. Yeah. Like, but I believe that's where it's at. Yeah. I do, honestly. Yeah. And I don't mean like, like if I'm banging some girl, she's all starfish right now. It's kind of like, there, there's nothing. It's like, there is no connection, mm. you know. And I remember when I was younger, some girls saying that to me, like, mm. uh, you were a bit jackrabbit last night. Mm. I'd be like, what do you mean? Yeah. And they're like, well, you weren't really there. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. At the time, I was like really confused. Yeah. But looking back on it now, I'm kind of like, you know what? Yeah. I know exactly what she means now. Yeah. So. I feel like a relationship should be easy, but you should want to work for it. That's the thing. So I want to get yeah. good at podcasts. I want to get yes. better gear. Yeah. And that obsession yeah. is healthy because there is trial and error. You get the wrong microphones. You've got to buy new ones. You've yeah. wasted money. Yeah. And that money, if you're in a relationship, would have been shared money, yeah. whatever. But I like, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm with you on that in that it's not a hobby, but it's something that you want to get good at. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm with that. Yeah, and it's like, you know, when you were building a car, when you spent all this time, effort, blood, sweat and tears and you have it and it's amazing, then you're like, it's a different sort of satisfaction than if someone just handed you the same car that was already pre-made. Which, which I did with the Golf and I hated it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I hated it that I didn't make it. Exactly, and that's, yeah. that's the thing I think you, you need to find somebody that's, you know makes you that excited and makes you want to work it's for that It's so hard, though. It is hard. I'm not saying I, it's easy. I'm just saying that that's, well, that, it's just that's a thing, maybe the like, heartbreak or all that. <laughs> I mean, it would have been so much easier when I was younger when I wasn't this built up. Correct. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. now it's gotten to a point where I watch um, other podcasts with comedian women. I mean, comedians have really stood out for me lately. Mm. You know, like having... Uh, I've just realised that comedy will get you very far in life. Mm. Not that I am one, but I'm just saying some comedians have managed to fill up Acer Arena and they can mm. talk one person speaking to thousands. It's mm. pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. Even Obama was hilarious and it goes a long way. Yeah. You know? Um, but, oh, I forget my train of thought now. What was I talking about a second ago? People have this persona of you or perception of you. Oh, but it's, 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 it's <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just gotten to a stage where I think I'm almost too... It's, uh, it's too built up. Correct. <laughs> and it's gotten to a stage where when I meet someone, the levels are already way off. Mm -hmm. It's just way off. And for me to try to... Ah, uh, that's it. So I've been watching podcasts where there are other... Uh, there are female comedians who are my age yeah. that are killing it on the stage every night. Yeah. They're fucking hilarious, yeah. but they almost can't help. But every show mention that they're alone yeah it's this really it it makes me cringe a little because they're always like in some part of their act they will say yeah well that's why i'm alone you see yeah but it's not said in a celebrate celebrate celebratory way yeah it's said in a little bit of a guys i'm kind of still hoping one day i might not be alone yeah and I you're talking about marriage a lot in your podcast i know but i don't <laughs> think i have that vibe because mm. i really I'm stamping down that I'm here for a reason that I'm choosing to be single. Mm. Where I feel like in their voice, it's a little bit more like I'm still hopeful. Mm. Whereas for me, it's kind of like I'm giving a warning out to people saying, just be careful what you wish for. Because yeah. I'm here now and there's no possible way. Yeah. But I know you're more positive about it than I am. Yeah. <laughs> and I know everybody else is. But it's, for me, it's a little bit like, hey, Justin, don't worry. You'll one day you want to have children. And they've been saying it to me forever. And I'm like, no. Mm. 
No, because I really don't wish for it. But yeah, maybe out of bad luck, I might get them one day. I'm just saying, like, yeah. that's probably what might happen. Maybe if it ever did. Yeah. But it won't be a planned thing. No, but I think that's the thing because I never wanted kids. I think they should be an accident, but it's like with contraception and she's fucking hard. No, I, I don't think it should be an accident, but it's like I can see I was accident. I was very much like you. I was 100% like I'd never want kids. I'm quite happy to never have kids. I actually When did it change point. and why? When I met Adam. Actually, yeah, so you met your match. Yeah, it was like before that I was adamant with all of my relationships. I actually made a point of telling them at the start of it, I'd never want kids if, you know, if you want kids, I'm not the person for you. I never I'm never like I'm too selfish. I'm an only child. I'm used to having my way and I could never see myself I felt like, you know, to me, having kids was a death sentence. You know, like, <laughs> honestly, for a woman, like, I felt like it's like, your body's going to go to shit, everything's going to go to shit, you're not going to be able to work, you know, that kind of stuff. And obviously, times have changed, but it was so different when I met Adam, and he was just, like, so supportive, and he was yeah. always like, if you want to go back to work, you can go back to work, I don't care. You're like, I don't expect you to be a housewife, you can do whatever you like. And it was always like you know, around the house, he's always going to help me. I'm never, I didn't have that feeling that I had before where it's like, if I have a child, it's only going to be my responsibility. Of course. Which is how I always saw kids. Oh God. Okay. If you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah I get you. Like, I get, I get you. you know, I get you. Always, yeah. If it was the wrong partner, that's how it would have been. Exactly. I get you. Yeah. And so it was always and like, you never I had never had an idea kids. of a good partner. So it, it was kind of like, yeah. You and it was even then it was just like, now if Adam turned around tomorrow and said, I don't want kids anymore, I'd be like, yeah, cool. Like, that's okay. Like, I'm actually not, it's not that I... Oh, that's interesting. It's, it's a weird thing. It's like, I really want him to be a dad. Like, I see him with kids and I see how happy it makes him and I'm, like, so in love with him when I see him with a child Yeah. that I'm like, I really want that to be our child. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> but, yeah, and, but I, I would be quite happy if he turned around tomorrow and said, you know, I don't know if I want kids anymore. I'd be like, okay, that's Man, fine. My first girlfriend of seven years got so clucky because all of our friends were obviously having kids. Yeah. Seven-year relationship. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, guys, what the fuck are you guys waiting for? You yeah. guys were together before us and we've got kids, you yeah. know? The next thing you know, she's got somebody else's baby in her arms. Mm. And I'll be we at, we'll be at someone's house party or yeah. something, and then I'll go into the room. And I'll see her on the couch with the baby, and she'll give me this look, like, like, yeah. See, dun, I was dun, 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 this is gonna happen. What the fuck are you waiting for? I'm like, oh my god. See, it was the opposite thing. When I saw Adam with the kid, I was like, okay, I want that. Yeah, but it was the opposite for me. I was like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> And I think that's what changed, though. Like, that's ultimately what changed was just seeing yeah. how happy it makes him and seeing like. You know, it isn't the end of the world if you have a kid. And being like, I do want, like, a little Adam, <laughs> you know. I just can't get over how fucked kids are to their parents. I mean, it's just like, why would I want one if society's driving them to be shits to their parents? Because society's not helping. It's like making them do the wildest shit. I mean, if you, you know how dumb kids are. Yeah. Not When they're babies and stuff, it's all good. You, yeah. you're, in, you're in control. Yeah. But as soon as you're not in control anymore, my God, they can fuck your life over mm. by not even thinking about you. Mm. They haven't even put you any value, not even mm. one dollar mm. on, on what you feel. Yeah. So they've just gone out and everyone that I know rebels so hard against their parents still at this age. I'm like, please, mm. please, like even move out of home so you can fucking see what they've done for you. Because yeah. it's hard when you're still in it. You're still that little kid that's like, Oh my God, they're just nagging me. Mm. But it's like, you know what? You never train them. That's yeah. why. Yeah, that's you you need to train them to be friends, not 
parents anymore once yeah. you get to a certain age. Absolutely. They're not your fucking parents anymore. They're your, they've got to be your mates at yeah. later on in life. And you need to teach them about the world today. Yeah. But it's not happening. I think it's also a bit too far gone in terms of there's a lot of, you know, obviously the whole you shouldn't spank your kids and you shouldn't hit your kids, that kind of Man, stuff. I was smashed. I was, was hit, you yeah. know, and it's like, my God, I was scared of my dad. And, you know, that Thank kind God. of stuff. And it's just like, it feels like it's gotten to the point that parents feel like they can't discipline well, they their can't. kids. They can't. In any, like, even like, you know, you can't be, you know, you can't shout at them because it's verbally abusive. Well, they can't, can't hit them. They can't slap them on the bum. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mean you have to backhand your kid, but yeah. a, a slap on the bum's enough to, to shock. Like, mm. I, think, I think it was never about, like, lay over my knees. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to smack you until yeah, you yeah. bleed. Yeah. I always thought it was more like, if you get a slap yeah. that was unexpected, yeah, yeah. just the sound of it alone mm. is enough to make a kid cry. Mm. And that's enough. It's not necessarily going to be psychologically damaging them mm. if it was just a slap on the mm. bum. I'm not talking about the whack, whack, yeah, whack, yeah, or yeah. the cane. I'm talking yeah. about that now it's illegal to just even slap him on the thigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was, would have been enough yeah. to catch them out. Yeah, so I think it's just, yeah, there's more, there's less discipline than there used to be. Well, that's why kids are... You look in Sydney, the reason why people were doing sucker punching, mm. all of these kids doing the sucker punching mm. were of that generation mm. where it was illegal to hit your kids. Mm. So what happens is if the... If the parents can't parent the kids, mm. next thing you know, the government's realised it's their fault yeah. that they couldn't. The parents aren't allowed to hit the kids. Mm. So what does the government do? Mm. Shut down all the bars because yeah. now we are going to parent. Yeah, them. yeah. And we are going to say you can't buy alcohol after a certain time. I'm yeah. like, government, you just fucked up royally because yeah. if you left the discipline alone, yeah, there would probably be less of this violence and this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But now I feel like it's the government who's mm. fucking being the parents. Mm. You know, and, I, and that's, you know, um, even back on that, like the topic of Sydney, I know it's a bit of a segue, but like having someone from Queensland stay with me mm. and only work in the CBD for one week mm. and me just asking her a question where I, it was a loaded question. Yeah. I'm like, so what do you think of Sydney? Yeah. And there we go. It all comes yeah. out. It is disgusting here. Mm. You know, you only need to have an, uh, someone from Queensland to be here for one week mm. To see that Sydney people are so abrasive, mm -hmm. they 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 got a very short wick, mm -hmm. um, very angry, very. Everyone's oh, always in a rush to get somewhere. It's just so nasty, yeah. and it's like, I love being a tourist in this city. When you see it on a beautiful day, you go to yeah. the opera house, and you're actually like, "Wow, this place is this harbour is gorgeous." Yeah, but generally speaking, you yeah. know the traffic and the. Yeah. Oh man, like what's it? What's gone wrong? I don't know, but mm. it's like it's not this beautiful '80s Sydney mm. that I grew up in. Mm. You know, where I get home from school, get out of my school clothes, get on a skateboard, and mm. meet the kids down the road. Yeah, like it's just long gone. Yeah, it's really weird. It is. I think it's weird as well when you start traveling outside of Australia. You realize how, like, I went to Canada. Canada is amazing, right? I the love people Canada. are and it's just like the friendly. people are so polite. I remember so friendly, yeah. I remember like we were in, I think it was 
of course, we're in Canada, so it was a Tim Hortons or something. And, like, some little kid had, because it was um, winter when we were, he was holding his skis or something, and he turned around and his skis whacked Adam by mistake. And the kid was, like, probably 10 and just turned around and said, oh, I'm really sorry, sir, and kept walking. And it was just like, we never get that shit in Sydney. You never get a fucking 10-year-old kid apologising to you no. when they've walked into you. No. You know, that kind of stuff. And it was just like, fuck, this is what I wish Sydney was. Like, I wish Well, it used to be. Sorry. Yeah. It did. <laughs> yeah. It used to be nice. Yeah. I just don't know what happened. Oh, I grew up in Melbourne, so. <laughs> I think it was. I think it. I think it always was nice. I th- just think it just got too busy, mm. you know. And then when when you go to any big, but then again, look at Tokyo, right? Okay, mm. so so Tokyo is just as busy. Yep. But there's an underlying respect, respect. that everyone mm-hmm. seems to have for each other. It might be hardcore rules. I don't know what, but it it, it all just seems to work. I find that it's not just Sydney, Australia. A lot of people, parents, a lot of people now. There's this weird sense of entitlement that a lot of people have. Yeah. That's just like, <laughs> where did this come from? Like, I remember right. being so angry because um, we just came back from Vanuatu. Mm. And um, we're in Vanuatu, their public school system, you basically only get free education until primary school. If you want to go to high school, you have to pay for it. Most okay. of the kids can't afford it. Mm-hmm. We went to the local village because we're friends with some of the dive guys there. They took us to their local home village. Their, their homes are literally huts. They don't have TVs. They don't have fridges. They go bathe in the river. It's like proper, like you know, proper, like, villages. Mm. And there's, like, one school there, and it's just, like, the guy... We met the teacher there, and he's just like, yeah, I don't get any funding for this. I just, you know, the kids can't afford to go to school after primary school, so I just run classes here, and if they want to join in, they join in when they don't have to work to help support their parents and that kind of stuff. Right. And then I was like, that's amazing, and, like, you know, did all that stuff. We went and we bought them all books, and we brought all this stuff over for them, just stuff that they couldn't afford, and it was just... You know, it was so, so like, eye-opening for me. And then I come back to Australia, and I remember, like, literally the week we got back, some stupid mother was posting going, I can't believe how expensive it is that... I can't believe the government's cut my funding for schooling. You know, how am I supposed to be able to afford it? It's going to cost me, like, three to $500 for school books this year for my kid to go to school mm. and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I'm just, like, sitting there like, lady, do you know how happy these people would be if you could say it's only going to cost you $300 a year? to yeah. get a full education. It's, 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 it's really... It, I mean, yes, it's going overseas is an eye-opener, but you can only control so much. Yeah. Like, I, 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 like, I think the world's gotten so much smaller because of that. Yeah. Travelling is cheaper and yeah. the internet and stuff. But, but I it's such a Pandora's box can of worms thing when you start to look outside of your city. Yeah. Like, I still prefer to be rather close-minded on the topic mm. rather than open mm. and look at the city itself and look at why and look at no, trying but that's to... No, kind of, that's kind of what I was saying. Like, I, I just was so annoyed that, like, someone could be so self-entitled that they think the government should be paying for their child. I get it, but it's a Sydney thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's very hard to look at how people are doing it elsewhere yeah. because the values and everything is so different yeah. so you can't just take an analysis but that's what's confusing everyone you yeah. know you bring in milk tea or yeah. something and all of a sudden <laughs> it's all fucking but it's like the the, the, the culture's not there yeah. people are just buying it because there's a queue of people out there yeah. and it, so it all becomes muddled Yeah. you know whereas once upon a time fucking Tokyo was Tokyo Sydney was Sydney yeah. it was like there was no uh, similarities Yeah. whereas now you're getting this crossover thing mm. happening everywhere mm. and then people saying you know People comparing, basically, mm. and saying, 
you shouldn't be like that because it's fucking like this over here. Mm. But you know what? This is here and that's there. Mm. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I personally have figured that stuff out for myself. It's kind of mm. like I don't buy into it. Yeah, absolutely, I understand that there are people worse off and better off, but it doesn't affect me because I'm not there. No, I, I think it's but just more like... It, it's an eye-opener. It's eye-opening to see how self-entitled... And that's the one thing that when we're talking about the difference between Japan and here. Yeah. In Tokyo, they don't have that... that sense of self-entitlement well no it's not part of their culture at exactly. all right and that's what yeah we, like and i don't know how it when it became part of our culture that everyone feels like you know it's they're too good to say hi to the next the random person down the street it's our too culture good is so muddled now i mean yeah. when i was growing up it was working class man jimmy barnes yeah and it was like a song that was so popular it hit number one in the charts mm. to say to every motherfucker coming into the country mm. if you've got soft hands well fuck you yeah you know what i mean yeah. and it was like it was so almost not racist, but almost, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was almost so strong. Yeah. And now it's, I don't know what, like, yeah. as I'm saying, yeah. it's like now it's so saturated with white noise yeah. that it's very hard for the small percentiles to stand out. Yeah. Like there's always going to be small percentiles that change the world. Mm. But in this day and age, it's even harder because mm. of the white noise because mm. people can get fake likes and mm. you know what I mean? It's just gotten really noisy. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, and also back in the day, it's like you want to listen to music. There's only so much music you can listen to because there's only so much that's coming through the radio or TV or whatever. Now it's like... Right, you now it's the world, right? Yeah, now you have literally access to any type of music that you could possibly think. So people are not... You know, before it was like one person's popular and everybody likes them because that's the person that's on the radio. Michael Jackson, TV. Madonna. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, how many people do you find? We don't have idols in the same way that we used to. Thank God. Which is a good, not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's just everyone's got very different opinions now because, you know, you are open to the internet. Mm. So it's just, you know, and it's just little things like people have that, they'll Google something and be like, oh, well, I think it's bad now eating bread. I don't know, or something. My God, you know, yeah, like hilarious, right? <laughs> you know. I mean, that's the thing, like the, 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 the whole current generation of people um, making someone feel bad in order to, to get them into something good. Yeah. It's like, what is it with that? Yeah. Like, you don't need to go as far as stoop so low as to saying, you know, if you eat white bread, you're going to get all clogged up and yeah. you, you need to eat fucking yeah. sourdough. It's like, get, get, get off that horse, yeah. please. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I eat white bread because it's soft and sweet and yummy. Yeah. I don't give a shit. It's yeah. my life. Yeah. But it's like, I remember that. I remember yeah. like going out with a hippie girlfriend that said that from day one. And yeah. so I just fell with it and stuff yeah. but then you know I started telling my family and stuff I remember my sister went off at me like fuck you I can eat what the fuck I want I'm like yeah. but that's that was early days yeah, yeah. and then next minute she's now like health guru yeah. only making the healthiest fucking yeah. foods I'm like Kam kombucha or whatever I don't even know what the fuck this <laughs> shit is but all I know it just it looks really tasty and yummy yeah. and it is but it's good for me too awesome but I remember what she was like yeah. when I first told her that you shouldn't eat white bread. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, it's funny like that. How yeah. It's almost like I don't mind that because in many ways, if you don't contradict yourself in life only yeah. because you don't want to, yeah. then suck shit to you because you're going to be in a hole for a long time. Yeah. You've got to progress by, sometimes I've contradicted myself so many times. Mm. If someone calls me out on it ever, I'm like, yeah, well, that's a sign of growth. Yeah. It's because I admit that I was wrong and I now know yep. what's right. Yeah. Like, rather than sticking to my guns. Yeah. You know? So, I'm with that. So, let, let's segue into um, something else. I wanted to talk about 
diving actually because I know you and I both are into keeping marine fish. Yep. My, my, my history goes that my dad was the first to ever sell marine fish in Sydney. Yep. So I have a real like deep um, memories of, of yep. aquarium fish. But at the same time, as much as I love marine fish, I've always dreamt of diving. Yep. And I went as far as going to uh, the Lizard Island yep. and snorkeling. But I saw sharks and they fucking scared the shit out of me. Like, I've never stepped in there again. Honestly, I find snorkeling harder, but that's just me personally. Well, yeah, because diving, you have to come back up all the time. And it's, you know, I mean, I had to go down and yeah, I yeah. hold my breath and I yeah, come back yeah. up. Whereas you can relax and enjoy the corals, right? Yeah. I couldn't yep. get to places that you could get to. Yep. And obviously, it's, I have these dreams of like diving would be like flying because, you know... It, it, it's not really like flying, but it is an amazing sense of weightlessness. It's an amazing sense of, you, you, obviously, all you can hear is <sighs> your regulator. Mm. And you can hear stuff occasionally, like, but you can't communicate with each other. And you have to like rely on your dive buddy. And you learn how to communicate without actually speaking, which is next level. Never like, even thought of that, but yeah. Me and Adam have had arguments underwater. Don't ask us how, but we have. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, literally. We've had, like, random, most random arguments. And we were diving in, I think it was Indonesia. And we were diving, like, around a shipwreck. And we got into this weird argument. And we were like, how the fuck did you guys argue while you're underwater? I'm like, I don't know. What but we did. Fuck? That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, it's just this amazing sense of weightlessness. It's just relaxing. It's mm. so, like, peaceful. And it's just, like, it makes you feel so small. Because you're just right. in the middle of this ocean. Well, it's like space like, almost. Yeah, you literally look out and you're just like, holy shit, like you can see, it, on a good day, you can see maybe 20, 30 metres under good conditions. And it's really good, right? Yeah, it's usually, in, in Sydney, you'd probably get 15 to 20 metres visibility, maybe depending on the day. If you're overseas, like it's clearer, it's calmer, all the rest of it. So you can see maybe 30 metres and it's just That's like... pretty good. 30 metres is pretty damn good. Yeah, and you're just like, yep. But you can quite happily swim and then turn around and be like, I didn't see that five minutes ago. Yeah. And you're like, how much stuff is beyond what I can see? Right. And it just makes you feel like, it's amazing. It's just... That makes me feel scared. I think it does take a special breed of person to be a diver because it takes a special type of person to be like, there are sharks down there. Hell yeah, let's go down. And it's a special type just of person... Just knowing. You know that it, shit can happen. Yeah, and you basically, you know, and it's not even just putting on a mask, putting on a tank. It's so technical. This is why I think you would actually enjoy diving because it's actually very technical hmm. in terms of... You in know, what way, yeah. You, how, how deep you can go and how fast you can ascend depends on... I, I've it, heard that, yeah. Yeah, it measures like, you know, it messes with um, like your body and so therefore you can't come up too quickly or you can yep. pop your lungs and, yep. you know, that it's just so like so technical and if you go down past, usually past um, around the 18 meter bucks, some people go through... Um, what do they call it? Yeah. Uh, they, they get knocked, which is There's a name for it, isn't it? Where they go, go loopy and they're nitrogen almost like narcosis. high? Yeah. Yeah. narcosis, basically. I'd actually probably like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's actually funny watching it because I remember doing this dive with a guy and, you know, quite quite regularly you check on each other's air, see how you're going and all the rest of it. Right. And you're like, literally, we hit 30 metres, the guy got knocked and he was just like, well, like, you know, how much air do you have? And he's trying to tell us the time. I'm like, no, no, how much air do you have? And it's like a sign that we do like a million times every dive. Like everybody just, knows it. Yeah. And he was an advanced diver and he just couldn't figure out what we were trying to ask him. And that's when you knew that yeah, no. that's how you know, right? Yeah, and you're just like, okay, yeah. we're going back up. Like you have, yeah. I, I hear the same with, um, like one thing that I've been even more fascinated 
to do than dive is to climb Everest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because people die doing it, you know, yeah. and that's the same thing. People lose their fucking minds up there and they start ripping off all their clothes because they get hot. Mm. And it's just well, it's your like brain swelling, basically, and then touching the sides and next thing you know, you, you just lose it. Well, with diving, if you go deep enough, like... Um, you can't, even if you go, oh shit, and you have an oh shit moment, you can't just shoot up to the surface. Right. If you go too quickly, you that's going to mess with you. Yeah, you and you need your, your lungs need to adjust to it because yep. as yep. you go down, everything compresses. So you need to wait for it to all expand. But what about and those divers that do the, there's a one line that goes yeah, all the yeah. way down and it just goes, Oh, that takes like, a lot what of training. The fuck. They're, yeah. they're superhuman. Yeah. Descending quickly is not as bad as ascending quickly. Right. Because I, I, yeah. going. Okay compressing is not as hard as, as expanding hmm. um but also it's just like you know i've had friends that he was saying one of my colleagues he said when he learned to dive hmm. one of the girls actually died on his dive course see that's not that's not cool and that's just because what happened is like they were under like 20 meters down or something her boyfriend panicked grabbed her weight belt because you're obviously naturally buoyant so you wear a weight belt so you can sink she he grabbed her weight belt so she started shooting up to the surface and because you've got no air, your first instinct is to hold it's your got, breath. Yeah, that's even worse, But the problem right. is, then you're, because your body's expanding. Pressurizing. Yeah, because you're expanding, mm. like your, your lungs expand, and then she popped her lungs and died. Oh, my So it's actually God. really technical. So it's, it is very relaxing, but I also like that it's... Well, you can't just forget. You actually have to make sure that you have a system attention. and check your dials and... Yeah. yeah, and you have to trust the person that you're diving with that they're gonna, you know, in an oh shit situation, they're gonna give you a give oh, you a well hand. Oh well, that's the end for me then. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're doing a recreational dive, yeah, under certain, you know, under say, fifteen meters, right, you can just go up. It's not gonna. It may you might feel a bit sick afterwards. Right, but it's not gonna be it's one of those be a major. Di- yeah, yeah, but yeah. you'd only get. Yeah, that's right. Like it's like people practicing in a swimming pool. I'd probably start there. Yeah. Yeah, and. I think it's actually harder to learn in a swimming pool. Probably, because, because there's no conditions in there, right? It's just like... No, not even that, because it's nothing to distract you. You're in a pool, you're so focused on all your gear, which you should be at some point, but also you can't relax. Whereas if you're in the water, you can kind of like... The hardest part of diving is relaxing. The more you're panicking about it, the more you're going to like hold air in, then you're going to shoot up, I and it's you. just all that kind of stuff. Mm. Whereas when you're in you know, in the ocean, you like go down, and you're like, oh, shit, that's Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, and, and I would be like that. Yeah. Because, I mean... That's the thing, like, when I snorkel in Clavelli and stuff, I'm yeah. like, I dream of corals because yeah. there's nothing down there. Yeah. And I would know them by name and... I think you should go scuba diving, maybe not necessarily in Sydney. Sydney is a yeah. hard place to dive. No, I wouldn't either. Because even just getting in the water in, like, Waverley uh, near Bronte is hard. Like, it's just rough. Not even the roughness, it's cold. And the thing is, like you feel a either. bit claustrophobic when you're scuba diving unless you have the right gear. Because, you know, you're not natu- it's not natural to be in a wetsuit, you know. If you're trying sure. to put on a tight wetsuit and then put all the gear on, you're ha- carrying a heavy tank. Whereas if you dive, like, up in Queensland or you dive overseas, the water's, like, 30 degrees. So you don't need to wear a wetsuit. Yeah, I know. You just yeah, I've been in that water. It's amazing. And yeah. I, I mean, But then again, like I said, like we, we were marlin fishing out there. It's fucking wild out there. Mm. Yeah, like, one of the marlin was chopped in half because something ate it. Mm. But that was a shark, for sure. It's just, I don't know, it's just, it's wild. But there's places you can go that have no sharks. Where yeah. it's like in a reef. So if you go yeah, to Fiji, yeah. it's like there's a, yeah, I get a place you go to where it's like inside of a reef, and you dive the inside of the reef, and it's really calm, like, because yeah. the tides aren't getting in. There's yeah. still beautiful corals. And like, honestly, my favourite dive I've ever done was three metres deep. It wasn't even... See, that sounds cool. Yeah. 
That sounds pretty. Yeah, it was amazing. And it's, yeah. you know, at that depth, you can't, you know, you don't lose the colour from the corals because the deeper you go down, the more you lose colour. Yeah, of course, because of the light, yeah. right? Um, did you ever watch that movie where the two divers got left out there because they didn't do a proper head count? No. <laughs> so it happened, uh, American divers, boat, big group, and it's real. It's not. Mm. Uh, they made a movie about it. Yeah. But it actually happened. Um, simply got back to land and realized there was a spare tanks there and some gear, and they're like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. And they did the head count wrong, and there were two people left out there. Yeah. So they resurfaced. The boat was gone. Yeah. Gone. Sharks. Whatever. Mm. Didn't get found. But like, my God. That's another reason why. <laughs> you carry a safety sausage. They'll figure it out and they'll come back and get you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's just, that was a freak accident. Obviously, they do proper, proper, proper head counts ever since that's, that's happened. So Yeah, but even then, it's like, depending on where you're diving, you know where your dive spot is. Like, if you're a dive center and you're running dives every day, you know mm. where the spot is. You just go back. And if you, like, if you're a diver that carries a safety sausage, which I always do, which is massive giant inflatable orange thing then right, they just they look for spot. the orange thing yeah i get you yeah. and they find you that's yeah <laughs> well good on you though props because i think it's as it's not as crazy as climbing everest but no. it's on the <laughs> same lines of being in big nature it's not about like going for a drive through the twisties yeah it's more it's more that big nature thing to yeah. me and which is like you know, you get extremists out there, like the guys who hang out with bears. Mm. I'm just saying, like, one thing could lead on to another. Yeah. Next thing you know, fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's just interesting being, like, in the ocean as well and realising how small and irrelevant your problems are. When you I like it. that. And you, like, look at how big the world is and how big the ocean is, and there's just, like, you know, when we did Fiji, there was, like, manta rays just diving, like, swimming around us. It's, like, they're so peaceful and they're so happy, and it's just... Yeah. Makes you feel so insignificant. And you're just oh, like, so many things do, but it's like nature will always do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing I do miss. Like you know, going out with a girl who was a dead set hippie for seven years. Mm. My God, I was black as fuck because I was yeah. always in the sun. Yeah. Um, I was a water baby because she's a water baby, yeah. and she converted me into one. Yeah. And there was this Asian guy that was like just always in nature. Yeah. Um, and you go somewhere like near Grafton up there, you're talking snakes in your front yard, kangaroos mm -hmm. in your front, emus and yep. everything. Yep. And you're like freaking out almost. Like, is this even real? Mm. You know, it feels like a little wonderland up there. Mm. But um, Would you go scuba diving if I dragged you scuba diving? I don't know. I probably probably wouldn't actually. Really? Yeah. I think, I think um, as I get older, maybe my comfort zone's gotten smaller. Yeah. And I think it's funny that it has because I haven't got children. Yeah. You know, one thing I read in an interview with Elon Musk recently, um, and he was kind of like, they asked him, so are you going to be the first to Mars? Yeah. Because that, that was his yeah. dream. Yeah. Right? He wants to die on Mars, yeah. the guy. But he, he actually answered it in uh, a way that I never thought he would. He yeah. said, um, I've got family now, so yeah. I have to take responsibility not only for myself and for them, so um, I don't think I can take the risk. Yep. Maybe when I was younger, I would have, but... And I'm like, wow, that's kind of sad because mm. he's getting there. He's very mm. close, but he might... I hope he fucking makes it. Do you mm. know what I mean? I hope he gets there. Mm. But at the same time, I love that he's thinking, like, if he fucking dies on this first yeah. trip, well, then shit, he won't be able to contribute anything else. Yeah. So he's realised his own importance. Yeah. But, you know, I don't have that, but I still feel like I don't want to... I don't know. 
then again, I'm really happy with what I've done in my life, but I still don't think I want to die like that. I don't think you would... You're not going to die scuba diving. Research how many people actually die scuba diving. You'll be fine. What is it? Out of curiosity, do you even know? I think... Oh, I researched shark attacks once. The amount of sharks... I think it was like worldwide, like six shark attacks last year on a diver. On any diver. It's not much. Yeah, it's not much at all. And it was like... And even then it was, you know... I think there was only like one fatality or something. It was something really... It was something ridiculous. It was next to nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, okay. And, um... Yeah, I don't know, but I'm I'm weird. Like, I see a bull shark and I want to jump in the water. Like, <laughs> yeah, I actually booked for us. And you, and you want to do that, but it's not because you want to die. It's because... No, it's just, I think it would just be... Am- like, I just have no a little fear factor when it comes to animals because I... I'm but you can't pat a grizzly, grizzly bear. That's something those guys that went out and did it, they're all yeah. dead. Like, yeah, no, no, no. You don't, I don't want to pet them or anything. I right. just want to see them in nature. And it's just, you know, because we've done dives before um, in... Where was it? Dubai, actually. We did a dive in, like, they have this, in one of the massive hotels, they have this massive fish tank, and you can dive in the fish tank, they've got all these, like, crazy stingrays and all that kind of stuff. And right. I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool seeing them. So I'll probably do that first. Yeah, but it's very different seeing them in nature. Of it's, course. And so it's just, like, I've of always course. wanted, you know... And fake is fake. Yeah, and it's the same with, um, when I was in the Philippines, we did, uh, we went and did diving with the whale sharks. That's cool. But it's just, like, they feed the whale sharks to lure them there and there's heaps of tourist boats and it's a tourist thing. And it's like, yeah, it was cool to see them, but I would like to just be diving one day and just one just swims by. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So. Yeah, whales are pretty amazing. When you see footage of like people next to such huge animals, mm-hmm. my God, that's when you feel really small, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that they don't try to kill you. They're actually quite aware of where you are and stuff. They're quite intelligent. Yeah, well, most of the time underwater, everything leaves you alone. You're actually really lucky mm. if anything wants to pay you any attention. Most yeah. of the time they see you and swim off. Like, that, that's what on. I hate about bushwalks. <laughs> I hate, I love bushwalks, but I hate the common bushwalks where it's been trodden on so much that the animals just steer clear of it, mm. and you hardly see anything at all on a bushwalk. So you don't really get that with scuba diving because you don't necessarily. You could do the same dive twenty times and see twenty different things. Yeah. Because you know tides change, currents yeah. change, and even in in the water, yeah. you can't necessarily follow the same path that you've always done because the tide, the current's strong and it's pulled you that way. Correct. So. And in the ocean where you're such a small, small, like, section of the entire ocean, they just kind of ignore you. It's interesting. Like, do you find that, like, your hobbies lead to bigger things? Like, okay, keeping marine fish, neck yeah. minute, diving. Now, I, I think I, I saw, did you go to Egypt? No. No. No, no, no. I wanted to. <laughs> oh, man. Because I was thinking, imagine if you did. Because, like, I know you're playing Assassin's Creed. I'm yeah. playing it as well. But, like, I've watched... So many podcasts on people arguing about Egypt and what came first and yeah. people, people going as far as measuring the Sphinx and saying it's not quite on that horizon line. It's yeah. actually one or two degrees off. Yeah. And people are saying, arguing like to their blue in the face that yeah. this is how pyramids were built. Yeah. And then that, that French architect that actually is generally speaking all over the world awarded for figuring it out, yeah. which was they were built from the inside out. Yeah. Then he goes in there. In these documentaries, they go in there and document all these little ridges in these walkways inside yeah. that he figured out there would have been wooden things because yeah. the wood's rotten over yeah. the years. And then the wood was what carried these huge blocks. Yeah. And it's like then you play this game yeah. and those ridges are in the game. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my That's actually God. the same experience I felt when I went to Rome. 
Because I, I don't know if you played the early Assassin's Creed no. games, but they were set in Rome and you climb like the Colosseum. And, and you, you were through, there and you're and like... And we were there and I was like, holy shit, I climbed that. And it was pretty fucking accurate, right? Yeah, and right? it's so accurate and it's literally like even like this, the amount of detail on the buildings. Like you go to a church that was in the game and it's like you can see the handholds which you, you would have used to get your character up to the top of that and you're like, holy crap. I was yeah. shocked because I've been watching these uh, Egyptian docos for a while now yeah. and then when I finally got to the pyramids yeah. even the hole that's left in the top left corner yeah. was there yeah and i'm like oh my god it like, was, yeah it's really surreal i think because i played all those games first and then went to like i remember saying to adam like i feel like i'm in assassin's creed <laughs> like because it right was just, i have spent so many hours playing this game and to be there in person in st peter's i was just like holy shit like i've been here I stabbed a guy there, <laughs> and I like you testament know, to the game. You know that kind but of thing. And it was it's just that, surreal. Like, even on that, like the way we, like uh, a bit of a off topic, but with the Rome thing, mm. like, the first time I went there, I was so shocked that the way the locals look at this stuff that was built BC, mm-hmm. they don't give a shit about it. It's just mm. another fucking building to them. Mm. But I, I can't believe that at the Pantheon. Like, people were literally etching their names and love hearts into this building. Mm. And I'm like, how could you? Like, this thing has been there since way before time. And it's like, they don't care. It's just, yeah, you can go and scratch in, I was here on it. I'm like, no, it's just unreal. I just remember being, uh, we were in one of the squares in Rome. Mm. We were just walking around. We were really tired because we were walking all day. So we sat down on a bench and it was like in front of, Whatever it was like a traditional. It'd been there for years. Mm. I was like, this fucking bench is older than our country is. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, but it's like it's not protected with fences yeah, around. Yeah, like yeah. over here, it's like instantly put shit all around yeah. it. You can't touch it and stuff. But yeah. over there, it's like the opposite end. Yeah, it's but like you could you could go to Greece and go to Zeus's temple. Yeah, we didn't even have a security guard there because yeah. no one could be fucked. Yeah. And we could literally have chipped away a piece of it and taken it home yeah. and no one would have noticed. Yeah. And like you could own a part of Zeus's temple like I, Yeah. I guess you get kind of get over it cuz we noticed the same thing after cuz I did five we did five weeks in Europe. Mm. And by the fifth week and it's like you see a church and it's like yes, it's beautiful. Yes, it's old. Yes. It's, it's another it's, church. It's another <laughs> church. Like I've seen like a million It's of another these. fucking ruin. Yeah. In Greece it was like ruins yeah. after ruins and then yeah. they keep showing you in the gift shop. This is what it used to look like. Yeah. But it's like for us, it was just like columns on the yeah. ground. Yeah. Yeah. And <sighs> it was just like, yeah, it was amazing the first week or two we were there and seeing everything. And right, right, right. But then and after then all, you're just like, it's a church. Like, saturation. I get it. And I think yeah. that's why that it's not as precious. Like, to us, obviously, when you first go there, it's a massive deal. Maybe if you're super religious and you went when you're older yeah. in life, I think you can really appreciate that shit. Mm. But yeah, I, I went too young as well to that kind of tour mm. guide stuff. I think that's when you lose it, you know? Well, it's even like when we did the Vatican, and it's like the Vatican, you can, you know, if you were to walk around it properly and see everything, it would take you like three days or something ridiculous. But you can't first time. You just need a tour. We went and and did the tour, and we're like, we're done. I'm like, do you want to go back and see anything else? No, there's only so many paintings of sad Jesus I can look at. There were dead bodies in there. That was pretty cool. Oh, was it? Well, the dead popes. Oh, yeah, yeah, Did you see all of them in the the Vatican? Yep. I thought that was pretty fucking freaky. Yeah. I, I, I really wanted to see the more pagan shit, mm. that, but I'm pretty sure it's all locked away. Mm. So the, 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 it's so big and there's so much of it that you can't see. And you know, the catacombs? Yeah, like yeah. They only let you see like yeah. nothing. Yeah. And you know that like 
when you're in the bus on the way back out of there, you drive for maybe four or five k's, and there's this little um, concrete thing in the middle of a grass field. Yeah. And they say, well, that's where someone accidentally had a picnic and fell through the floor. Yeah. And you're like, we've been driving for a few yeah. kilometers, so that's how big it is. Yeah. And we only get to see like down one area, and yeah. that's it. I'm like, man, I'd love to see more. Yeah. But there's n- no way. I suppose yeah. it's just being blocked off. Yeah, you might want you might like the earlier Assassin's Creed games. They're really good. Uh, I always tend to get geek out on older games yeah. when they're way old. Like, you know, playing some old Star Wars games that you have to get simulators for just to get the 640 by 480 working on your 4K monitor. Yeah, you know, well, I, you might like the um, Assassin's Creed. They've released, like, an Ezio collection, which is all three games that have that character as the main yeah. character. Yeah. And that's all set in Rome, and it's beautiful. And I know oh, okay. I've been there so many times, so I probably would mm-hmm. just enjoy it just to... It's surreal. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. It was weird for me doing it the other way around, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I think it would be better the other way around. I think it would be better to play the game, mm. then go, mm. than it is to go and then play the game. Yeah, I think, if anything, it was just it was just weird. Like, it was just an odd feeling being like... I know this already. Yeah, it sort was surreal. Of. It was like it was almost like a deja vu. It was just like. Well, you know um, more of it to be honest, because if you can climb that shit, you can't climb it in real life. Yeah, so yeah. you actually saw more detail in the game than in real life. And it was really fascinating that how detailed the game was, because you remember, like, you know, when you obsess over a game, you remember the map. I'm like, I know, like, to get from the this areas. building to this building, you turn left here, and I think it's the same kind of road, and we kind of headed towards that way, and it's like, up, oh, it's still still here, and I'm like, oh, well, shit, it like, is all together. Yeah. I mean, from that point near the Vatican uh, up the top I don't remember what it was called but at the very top mm. you could actually literally see mm. all of yeah, the yeah, landmarks yeah, yeah, yeah. from that one rooftop yep. and kind of all very close together yeah everything was fairly close together yeah I mean wouldn't say necessarily a walk some things were a little bit further but mm. there were at least three or four things that were very close yeah. to each other like the Trevi the Pantheon uh, the Vatican and one other one of the one that were quite close together but I think it was the Colosseum that was far. The Colosseum's far. It's yeah. Like, we caught a train to see the Colosseum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was just interesting that it was actually, the map was on the game was so accurate in terms of the layout of everything that you could respect, navigate. Hey, that I could respect, na- That I could navigate a city that I'd never been to based on a game. It was quite strange. Yeah. That's why I'd rather do it that way. Because <laughs> I kind of like, it's trippy as fuck. It is trippy. It's like how you would do it, you know? You learn how to fly an aeroplane on a computer before you go out in real life, yeah. so that makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, how was your trip to China? Oh, my God. I just haven't been this way in so long. Mm. So I wouldn't say I'm necessarily, like, super happy or nothing, mm. but I've got this, like, urge to do shit, and whereas I kind of hadn't for so long. Mm. Um, drive? You have some sort of drive? Yeah, just finding a drive again and finding, like, just the right attitude to have. I don't know. I wouldn't blame it on drugs or nothing, but drugs were a big issue. Mm. But it's like, um, when, you, when you have proper cry, mm. when you have a proper cry, when you see your mum cry proper and stuff, mm. like, when you see that, you know, it's sad that I haven't really been in touch with my cousins that I mm. ran into over there, yep. but it wasn't, it's not about that. It's about I was really in the moment yep. when I was there. And just having them there was really special. And... um it really toppled over that concept of, you know, when people have sayings like family comes first mm. and you sit there and you go, you, you demystify it and you break yeah. it up. But then you have some, a situation like that where you go, you know what, actually, yeah, yeah. family is pretty fucking important. Yeah. You know, um, and like you think you know your grandpa, you think you've always had him around kind of thing, but then you go there and you realise, 
oh my god, I knew yeah. nothing of this, yeah. nothing, and like neither did mom, so she'd never, she'd never been. Um, the biggest takeaway I have from it is mm. that like I definitely did change something mm. chemically in my brain or mm. whatever has changed, mm. and that like I flicked that switch. Mm. But the the most frustrating thing for me is that I can't help others figure out what that is. Mm. Like that's been the overall takeaway for me. Yep. It's like, yay, celebrate that I'm back and all yep. that. But like that's really not what it's about for me is the ultimate frustration is mm. all these times where I try to cheer someone up, mm. it now feels like a complete waste of time. Mm. And I feel like I haven't managed to help anyone at all. Mm. I help them out in the moment mm. and make them feel good for a little bit. They walk home feeling charged and ready yeah. to go, but... But at the same time, you can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped. Well, I don't know if it's that. That's what I'm trying to figure yeah. out. It's kind of like, I don't know if... I think they want to be helped, but I just think that, like, you can't fix it just by talking to someone. Yeah. You've got to do something as epic as... Yeah. You know, when I, funny thing, right? Um, week before last, I was just um, out in the backyard having a cigarette, and I saw my next-door neighbour... And we did the Tim the Toolman Taylor thing, you know, like talk over the yeah. fence. Yeah. It was pretty cute. Um, and he's not looking well. Yeah. Like I've, I've lived here for a long time. Yeah. So I've seen him go from a really big man yeah. to really thin. Yeah. And usually that's a sign of sickness to yeah, me yeah. anyway. It's not like, oh, I'm really thin and yeah, healthy yeah. now. It's kind of, he didn't look right. Yeah. So I asked him, like, how's he going? And, and the funny thing is like, I hadn't chatted to him in so long, but mm. he just came out straight away with, Oh yeah, I'm suffering a bit of depression actually. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That he actually Yeah. just blurted it out. Yeah. Obviously it's a big deal. Yeah. Obviously it's not something he can hide very well. Yeah, yeah. Um and I told him about that trip. Mm. Just told him that I, I went as far as going to China. My mum had never been. She met her cousins for the first time and it yeah. really hit the reset button for me and mm. all this stuff. And he instantly said, Man, maybe I should just go to Greece. Mm. And I'm like, No, Nick, it's not that yeah. That's not the solution. Yeah, yeah. It worked for me, but it might not work for you. Yeah, yeah. So, I kind of been racking my head about it for so mm. since ever since because it's like I know now that people can seem fine, mm. and they're basically just doing the bare minimums, mm. and I don't like that. You know, I kind of feel like man. So that's why I'm doing these podcasts. You know, mm. it's kind of like you can only do so much through art. Yep. You can only do so much through an image. Yep. But these podcasts are kind of like, you know what? If I get hate for me being me, then so be it. Yep. I can be proven wrong, of course. Yep. I can say shit out of context yep. easily. But if at least a couple of people maybe can snap out of it or maybe mm. be inspired to go on a trip or do something do something, yeah. to shake the fuck, yep. shake it the fuck up, yep. then I feel like, well, that's an extension of my art. Yeah. You know? Um, and again, now I'm back on that path of like trying to get more fame again. Mm. It's like, that's where I always was. Mm. Like, I have no denial that when I was young, I just wanted to be famous. Mm. You know, my very first website was called the website of, uh, rock God designer extraordinaire. <laughs> that was the title. Yeah. And you know, like, it's like when you were 17 and yeah. on the forums, you had that attitude, yeah. you know, you had that attitude because you wanted to be popular. Yeah. But then at some point, you know, we fucking sat down and were humble. Yeah. Like, fuck that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've got something to say. Yeah. I've got questions. Yeah. 
So I'm back on the warpath now mm. and it feels really, it feels really good. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm expecting the negativity to come. Mm. And the only reason, the, the only thing that I worry about is like getting my voice taken away from me, mm. being banned, blocked, yeah. conspiracy, bunch of haters get together and report the one image and then they instantly I'm part of an algorithm that yeah, blocks yeah. me. Yeah. Now that would suck. Yeah. You know, um, because then all of that hard work would be wasted. Yeah, but you always seem to find another way to get your voice out there. No, I'll figure it out. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just feel like I couldn't have done this any earlier. Yeah. Like, I've always wanted to do this, but I just never felt like I had the confidence to until now. So yeah. I just needed to find this thing again. Mm. So um, I'm hopeful now for mm. other people. And I would love to know a little bit more about depression and stuff because I mm. felt like all this time seeing Cars for Hope and Birdie do that, I'm like, this fucking muddled up fucking yeah, yeah. grey bullshit none of it makes sense yeah, yeah. cars for hope orange effect what the fuck you talking about yeah. but now it's kind of like you know what even me being so anti it was because I was depressed mm. so I was kind of like a non-believer yeah um, maybe I should fucking pick up religion I'm just saying like yeah, yeah. I've been so anti it my whole life but maybe for the wrong reasons you mm. know like when my dad was dying these fucking cunts swooped in with their priest outfits and started saying, we're going to convert you from Buddhism because you need to be saved. You need mm. to make sure you're going to go to heaven. Mm. You know, you need to do this. And he had no say in it. Yeah. So they converted him from Buddhist to Christian or yeah. Roman Catholic or what the fuck ever mm. in front of me, even mm. though none of us really had time to say yes or no. They yeah. just did it anyway. Yeah. And that made me hate. That would make me hate them too. <laughs> Well, it was pretty forceful. You yeah. know, we were in St. Vincent's, so it was like they just had these dudes walking around doing that fucking G'd up voice with the, oh, God, come down and kill this man of cancer right now. I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. this crap? Yeah. You know, get fucked. So yeah. my whole thing after Dad died was like getting wasted going to the city and bashing up Mormons. That's what yeah. I did. Mm. You know, because it fucking let's go. Yeah. But, um... I'm over that now. <laughs> They're not even the right religion. They're not even the same thing, Justin. Get it right. At least beat up the right people. Oh, uh, no. Beating up with my words, of course. Of course, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't physical. But, um, oh, man. You know, it's so easy to catch someone that believes out on illogical things. Mm. But then you realise that it's not about logic. It's not logical. It's just about strength and unity. And, you know, some people go through a hard time and then... They need a bit of support and a lot of people find it at, at church. I think that's the same with like mental illness. Unless you have, have gone through it, mm. you don't understand it. You're like, you think that depression is just when you're really sad. And it's like, no, it's much I'm deeper. so a believer in depression now. Yeah. Whereas I probably would be one of those people that say, everyone's saying they have it. Yeah. You're all full of shit. And yeah. I still do believe a lot of people do are full of shit don't yeah. get me wrong i think a lot of people are using it as an excuse mm. but i do believe that i was in one without knowing it mm. and i think that's the scariest kind mm. when you believe that you're fine yep but actually you really are quite fucked up mm. so i'm not with those guys that are saying out loud that they have it yeah i still think there's there's a little bit of just like ah, maybe you just haven't sorted some shit out yeah but um yeah, I'm with it in the people who put on an image for so long that they actually believe their image, mm. you know? Like, I've always been in competition with myself more than others, so I think it's helped me to always have more of those, the values 
that I place on other things actually more on me first than yep. other things because that gives me this kind of guard. Yeah. Um, but even then, that just made it so that I could feel something else deep down mm. elsewhere and I don't know, no one could see it, mm. I don't think. You know, and uh, uh, maybe when I get defensive because I am who I am, people mm. don't tend to fight me. Mm. You know, when people are like, hey, Justin, what's happening in Zen? Is it all right? Mm. I'd come out down on them like a ton of bricks and mm. say, what do you mean? Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then they'd instantly just, oh, okay, just yeah. asking. Yeah. And end the conversation. Yeah. So I think people didn't push me to the point where they just ask, is everything all right? Yeah. And then that was it. If yeah. I said, yeah, they'd believe me. Yeah. Whereas I needed to undo it myself, you know? And seeing the counsellor about my... I've got issues with my sister, so mm. relationship issues there. So seeing the counsellor actually helped a lot too. Mm. Um, I judged her straight off the bat for what she was wearing and how she acted in her yeah. office and everything. And I realised, like, oh God, I'm a fuckwit, yeah. you know, for being so judgmental straight off the bat. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until she said to me, everything that you've said about yourself, about Infront and JMST and yeah. Zen and yeah. everything that you do, you have, everything you've said is not the person that's sitting in front of me at all to me. Yeah. To her, she was like, you don't sound like that guy at all. You sound like a very angry person in yeah. comparison to this Mr. Zen. Yeah. And I just went, like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. She's so right. Mm. So I think that was maybe the beginning of the journey. Mm. You know, having a professional catch you out. Mm. You know, you think all along that you know who you are and then mm. someone actually catches you out mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I think that might have been the beginning, yeah, of the snowball. Mm. Snowball to um, finding... Wouldn't I still wouldn't call it happiness. Mm. I just think it's like getting out of the dumps. Yep. Now that I'm there, I'm open to happiness. Whereas yeah. before, there's no way happiness would have penetrated. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's where I'm at. Mm. Well, it's good that that trip was eye-opening for you. More so than many trips. Yeah. Like, I just don't think you get out of your comfort zone too much. I, I don't. When I go mm. on trips, I tend to go to places that I've already been to and mm. things like that. And even if I go somewhere where I don't, it's still very safe. Mm. Whereas this was like... The fact that the family was there made a big difference. Yeah. Um, speaking up out loud in my own language, like in Indonesian, in front of people who speak Indonesian a billion times better than me, yeah. but really trying. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do that as a kid because you're so self-conscious yeah. and you're so embarrassed. Yeah. Whereas that was just, I was just on fire, I suppose. Yeah. And it just had to come out. Mm. Um, so that's been good. I don't know. It's been an interesting year already for mm. me. And I, it's something so radically different mm. to the last three years. And I just wish that people would, I don't know. I just want to share that. I just want people to snap out of it. Yeah. So I'm trying my best. Um, I'm being just as harsh as ever and with my words and mm. very inconsiderate and very... I'm not a tippy-toer. Yeah, yeah. And I've always had people tell me, you know, maybe you could get your points across a lot easier if you were a bit more considerate. Mm. But I'm kind of like, it's not my style. Mm. You know. Fight. Direct. I'm more of a fight fire with fire. I'm more of a tough love kind of guy. Yeah. And that never works too well with girls, to be honest, because girls do need a soft place to land sometimes. Mm. You can't always just be like, fucking hell. Yeah. You know, like yeah, sometimes yeah. you just have to be understanding. Yeah. Not one of my better traits. Yeah, but I can see what you mean, that it is frustrating sometimes, especially when you have friends or family members or something, and then they constantly come to you with the same problem, but they're not doing anything to fix it. You just want to shake them. Like you're just over like, their fucking heads. Every time like, you say it, they're like, 
nod your head, but yeah. then the, the next time you're right. Next yeah. time they say the same thing, right? And, and you're like, why are you doing the same thing? Like, if, you, if you're still not happy and it's been like however long yeah. and we're having the same fucking conversation every other day, do something about it. <laughs> I know, right? It's super frustrating because it shows that they're not listening to you and yeah. that they're literally just listening to you for the moment to feel better. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm sick of doing yeah. this. Where it's, uh, girls come over, guys come over, they walk away feeling great mm. and then I see them again. Mm. And then I see them again. Mm. I want to break the fuck mm. out of it so that they don't come back. Yep. And deal with their problems properly. Yeah. It's fine if they come back and it's something a different problem. It's just frustrating when it's the same thing over and I'm over. I'm talking again. about band-aid solution. Yeah. Last thing I want is band-aid solutions. Because we all know that's dodgy. Yeah. Zip ties or whatever. We all yeah. know it's temporary. Yeah. You know, you want to do it do it right. You don't do plastic dip. You get it yeah. painted. You don't do wrap, you get it painted. Yeah. Anyone that says to me now, oh, I want to wrap my car, mm. I'm instantly yeah. because it's like I know. Yeah. Deep, deep down I know. You'd rather paint it. Yeah. But you can say all you want to justify the fuck out of your rap job. Yeah. It's the same as saying all you want to justify your depression. Yeah. It's the same fucking excuses. Yeah. You know, at some point you've got to bite the bullet and do what's 100% right yep. in your gut. Yeah. And to do that takes fucking balls. Mm. You know, like you being on here takes balls. Jono, I, I think still Jono got the rear end of the stick, man. Fuck, I was harsh <laughs> on Jono. But like Jono... I said to Jono in a message like the next day because I was just about to upload the video, right? And I, I did listen back to it. I'm like, oh my God, Jono, I'm going to get hammered <laughs> for this shit. I'm going to get fucking destroyed. And he listened to it and then he got back to me and went, dude, so am I, but yeah. I'll wear it. Yeah. And I just went, man, if it wasn't for him saying that, I probably would have censored bits out. Yeah. But... um. Another hilarious thing is I had a fight with Star like uh, last week. I blocked her on the phone. It was hilarious. We had this big fight. <laughs> and, um, and I said all sorts of... It's funny when you love each other, you say the nastiest yeah. things. Yeah. I was like, you want to be DJ, you want to be designer. Every, yeah. I was just going for the jugular, yeah. which is the worst. Like, yeah. I would, if I could take it back, I would. Um, it's funny that the only thing that she could say to get back at me was, uh, you and your censored podcast... I'm like, uh, have you heard the latest one with Jono? Yeah. Because you know. Yeah. But it's so awesome. So like, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's, it's scary. Mm. But at the same time, it's like I haven't taken a risk with anything in mm. a long time. Mm. So it feels good. I think it's good to not censor stuff and just say it as it is. I'm sure you're going to get hammered for a lot of what you're going to say in now and in the future. But well. Yeah. There's that thing of, you know, you don't have to go and say things in public if you mm. don't want to, but I'm trying to change something here. I'm not Elon Musk, but I'm trying to yeah. make a mark in the wall. I yeah. always have made marks in the wall. And I really am trying to change people for what I believe is the better, not the worst. Mm. I'm not saying do this. Mm. Um, I'm actually saying more warnings, like be careful what you wish for. I'm yeah. actually more concerned yeah. than I am do A, B, C, D, E, yeah, F. Yeah, yeah. I'm not telling people what to do. Yeah. I'm just talking about where we are just talking about mm. issues. And chances are, um, like I've said before, YouTube is predominantly younger males. Yeah. And they're the ones, sadly, that need the most fucking work done on themselves. Mm. You know, like, whether they like it or not, they're pretty fucked up at the moment. Mm. And if I can influence them to be a bit nicer to somebody else or think twice about something, mm. I think that's a pretty good job done. Mm. Or sort of, on the way. Getting there. 
<laughs> yeah. So I reckon we should wrap it up. I just checked the time. We've been speaking for over two and a half hours. Oh, really? Shit. It's a, it's a long <laughs> podcast. I, li- I like, I'm, I'm starting to think like two hours is good. Yeah. Three hours, I'm starting to think is a bit, bit long, too long, yeah. especially with file size. Yeah. Um, podcasts don't allow you to upload any bigger than 160 meg MP3 files. Yeah. And a three hour one is way over that. Yeah. So you have to crunch it right down the bit rate and it gets really nasty. Um, but again, I won't censor that. So, yep. I, I I should have said to you before you hopped on, but it was kind of like I need to tell my guests that the show's live. That way, they know <laughs> that it's kind of too late. But it's not live, so you know, you I suppose I could censor if I had to. Yeah, but I don't really care. <laughs> I don't think you said anything anywhere near controversial. Anyway, I mean, you had a lot of your yeah. own viewpoints about marriage, yeah. which is controversial yeah, in itself. I think so. But I think we both did. Yeah. So I don't think anyone would think that, oh my God, these guys are... No, it's just us talking shit. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, much. Yeah, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. I mean, it's cool that we haven't seen each other in, I don't even, we didn't even figure out how many years it's been, but no, I would I say didn't. it's been... Well, I've been married for three years. Oh, no, 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 no. Now I remember I did catch up with you for Lobster. Went for Lobster? Did we? Did we ever go to a bar called, in the city with the rooftop bar? It was a really small... Yes. 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 The one... Um, they do lots of it. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Me neither. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you did take me there. So that would have been after Zen. Yeah, I think so. And then we did the pole photo shoot at some point. Oh, shit, there you go. Yeah. And then, I can't remember when else. Oh, wow, we didn't even talk about pole. Save yeah. it for another topic. I talked about pole with Jono. <laughs> Hang with his pole. wife. I've, I've pretty much given up on pole, so. <laughs> oh, man, I, I was really, really harsh on Jono and his wife about pole. I, I have to apologize. What did you say? To... I didn't. I, yeah, I, 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 I was I so bad. I was like, because Jono's wife was of, of the mindset that um, Paul is in a better place through what they're doing through fitness. Correct. As in, they yeah. were, they were, Paul is in a more, he didn't say better. He said Paul is where it's meant to be now. Yeah. But I'm like completely disagree with that because yeah. I think where Paul came from is where it's meant to be. Mm. So it's been appropriated to be something that it's not. So I'm kind of was really anti that, but it's funny that that was the last thing he said. Mm. So to almost open another can of worms, yeah. you know, but um, I've never met his wife. So all the opinions that I had would have been quite scathing. <laughs> to yeah. But you know what I mean? It was like, well, we'll have to do another podcast when we get under the top. Get of her policy. in, get her in, get a few poll, get a few poll, get a few poll people that I know that are doing it. Uh, well, sexually, and then get some that are doing it for fitness and bring it on. I reckon yeah. it'd be an interesting conversation. I think because Linda was like me, she's she, well, she, she's still teaching. Yeah. She's, Whereas I've given up teaching. Well, I think she teaches kids of all ages, and I don't know how that sits with me. But it's again, it's I, another I, topic. It's another topic. Yeah, even I'm not a big fan of this kids of, of all ages thing, even though I was a pole dancing instructor for like four years. I, I'm still a bit iffy about the whole thing. Kids thing. Well, there are other things that they could do. I'm not saying that that's probably a really nasty yeah, thing yeah. to say. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying things that maybe she would love to have a, mm. a fight back against, but yeah. I just, you know, save it for another a day, I suppose. We can get some pole dancers together. I can find you some. I know a few too. Yeah. And they would disagree as well with yeah. the health. Only only because it was a real fad for a while. I think mm. it's it's eased up now. That yeah. fad's sort of gone. And when fads go, it's better for the people who are genuinely into it, yeah. right? Because fads tend to give things a bad name. Yeah. So I'm glad that that's gone for the people who are into the pole fitness thing. Yeah. Um, 
man, it makes me want to go to YouTube and watch uh, home poll setup fails because <laughs> I know there's billions of them, um, but probably not not any new videos. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, but Carmen, thanks so much for coming thanks on the Derek, show. Thanks for having me and inviting me on. Well, y- a few people wanted to see you on, so I, it's funny. I should have asked them what they wanted me to ask you. Yeah. Well, we can do another one. Yeah, I, I figure that that's the way it works. Mm. I figure that's the way it works. You get people on again and again. Mm. Other famous podcasts seem to do the same. Mm. But uh, maybe next time we we'll mix it up, bring your guy along, or mm. we'll have a few poll people. Yeah, we'll really figure it out. But thanks so much. Thanks um, for having me. And guys, thanks for listening. And it's a wrap. Uh, till the next time.